Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Podcast. It's me and the greatest intern slash MMA encyclopedia, CB Gold, is here. We are here today. It's me and him. We have a great, 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 great show. Uh, we have Stitch, the legendary cut man. Stitch is on the show, as well as UFC Hall of Famer Stefan Bonner is on the show, as well as two awesome amateur fighters who are fighting this week that I know from the UG. Sid Rival is coming on, along with Concrete Cameron Olsen. Okay, we got a great show. I want to thank our sponsors, Tip a Fighter. Listen, we know fighters are underpaid. It is bullshit, okay? These people should be making more money. And thanks to Bubba Jenkins, now they can because of us. We can tip the fighters. How great of a concept is that, okay? This week, Andrea Lee is fighting an Invicta. She's a tip of fighter. Let's hook her up with some cash. Like the way these fighters perform, if they make you money, if uh, you like the way their attitudes are, if they inspire you. I know they inspire me. Let's get them some money, okay? Let's get them more money. Trust me. I like getting tipped. I'm, uh, I do comedy all the time. People hand me money after the show, and I'm like, thank you. Nothing like turning, looking in your pocket and finding an extra 100 bucks. Trust me on this one. Also, Decipher. People, I've been saying it for weeks now. Decipher is the lifestyle firm designed to help you make your everyday life easier. They specialize in individualized consulting designed to help you maximize your potential. Call for strategic advising and support, whether it's for help with a short-term focus goal or for, or for coaching, or for long-term career management. Among other services, they do life coaching, mental coaching, contract negotiations, and personal advising. Not sure that your needs fall into their realm of expertise? Only one way to find out. Call them today at 1-888-731-COACH. That's 1-888-731-2622. And you can book Decipher for long-term coaching today and use the code ROASTED for 10% off all services. Go to di-cipher.com and use the code ROASTED today. Also, Decipher Life is the newly released audiobook, now available for download. If you want to make a positive change in your life, you need to hear this book. You can download Decipher Life from iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, or directly from their website on decipher.com. I recommend this book to everybody. It's fucking hilarious. has some truly honest insight to everyday problems you all face. It's an audio form. Check it out at decipher.com. I know Bubba Jenkins uses Decipher, and he said it definitely helped him with his fight, which is awesome. So uh, anyway, uh, I'm doing all right. I had a show. Uh, I had a show Monday night, which was fun uh, at the Haha. Ha. Love that club. And then I had a show Tuesday. I have this new show at the Dime Bar, and it, it's good. I need to work out new material. That's the most important thing. Sometimes in Hollywood, it's hard because you do a show at the Improv or Laugh Factory at the Comedy Store. You don't want to bomb, especially when you got guys like Jerry Seinfeld coming in and and Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to open up my own room. That way, I'm in charge of. The stage time, and I could try out new stuff, and if I fail, who cares? So, of course, I, but of course, that means me having to get the audience. So, I spent all week begging people to come. They come, which is great. Every week's been good. But, of course, right, I do a bunch of new stuff, and one of my friends came, and he's like, Hey, man, I brought my girlfriend. I wanted her to hear the classics. 
It's like you can't win. It's like, it's like you. It's like you do stuff that people like have already heard this before, and they complain. Or you do new stuff, and it doesn't go that well, and they're like, you know what? I don't want to hear your new stuff. I want to hear the old stuff. It's like you can't win, dude. But uh, I don't know. I, I, it's all about like evolving as a comic. So I know, like, there's like two things in my life. If I do, I'm a happier person every day. If I work out, and if I write jokes. If I do those two things, I'm a happier person. And yet still. I fucking beat myself up because I should just wake up and work out like eight or nine, eight, nine, ten. But instead, I wait till like three. I'm like, oh, I'll work out at five. I'll work out at seven. I'll work out at 11. before you know it. It's one o'clock in the morning, and I'm jogging down fucking Ventura Boulevard. So I could, it just, I just, I, I do that, or I'm like, I'll write jokes later. I'll write jokes tomorrow. It's just, it's just, I'm constantly torturing myself to work harder, and it, uh, it's frustrating because I know if I just do those two things. But I, I got this, uh, this, this comedian who I'm helping with their comedy, and, uh, and she's training me. Uh, she's a personal trainer. So she was up at my place today, 8.30 in the morning. I was doing a, uh, an ab workout. What's it called again? I'm doing a uh, Pilates in the morning. Uh, Dude, Pilates is pretty fucking hard. I thought it would be easier. It's, it's, not, it's no joke. Have you ever done Pilates? No, I haven't, but I have seen the videos of Danny Castillo doing his P2O Pilates up in Sacramento. Yeah, it sounds lame, but I'm telling you, I've I've, I've already feel myself being ripped more. It's my like, mom does it. My dad does it a lot. Uh, nice. Is your mom hot? Seems like you would have a hot mom. You by the I way, mean, your, your girlfriend's shaking her head and gave me the thumbs up that you have a hot I, mom. I mean, look, I'll be honest about this. I went through middle school and high school, and it was your mom's hot. Your mom's hot. I became so like numb to it. It was like, oh, I want to bang your mom. Like, get on the fucking list, dude. You got to get through my dad. And he's an asshole, so good Good luck with that one. I can't be stuck now, in a room with Conor McGregor said he wanted to bang your mom, would you, would you let him? Uh, no. Why not? Because my mom's more important to me than Conor McGregor. All right, I'm just saying. Now, you got two more Conor McGregor tattoos. Yes, I so did. So now you have five Conor McGregor tattoos. Now, since he lost, some people would go the other way and be like, you know what, maybe I shouldn't get this tattoo. Not you. You got two more McGregor tattoos. Uh, what did you get? I got the word notorious, and I got the crown tattooed that he has on his neck. So you have notorious right above your penis. Uh, you yeah, showed it to yeah. me before, not your penis, yeah. but, but I could see your pubes when you showed me this. Yeah, Bubba Jenkins just showed it. Will you show Bubba your new tattoo? Oh, man. <laughs> CB Gold. We got to have an intervention or something. <laughs> It wouldn't be my first one, but it would be the first Conor McGregor intervention. So uh, we, we we show him the new tattoo. All right, this is CB Gold is showing uh, Baba his new tattoo. And I'm getting scared already. <laughs> notorious. Now, what do you think of his new tattoo? Um, the fact that it just says "notorious" is pretty cool. Above his penis. Yeah. You know, is is your penis notorious? I was going to say it's got a double meaning, but oh, that would nice. be something you could ask her. Wow. All right. Mm. All right. Now that's... Put the girl on the spot. Yeah, mm. you put the girl on the spot. Now, mm. uh, now, now you, are you going to get any more McGregor tattoos or no? Um, if he ends up at some point getting that RDA shot, I told you I'm still getting those three dates. Okay. And no, I'm not getting the date he lost to Nate, so everybody don't <laughs> fucking ask me on Twitter. Or somebody somebody asked me yesterday to turn it into like Aldo on a on a dragon or something. What's up? And then I said, Oh, dragon these nuts and all that. It it's just it's getting a little ridiculous. I love my Twitter followers. I love yeah. you guys. And you know what? I've become a lot uh a lot better at handling some of this criticism and, and jokes and stuff, but I yeah. guess that has to do with Adam roasting me for the last two years. Well, but. I mean, whatever, man. Listen, man, you're, you're a true fan, and I, I respect that. Anybody that can get a, 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 
a Conor McGregor. You have his Multiple. face now next to your penis and, and notorious above your penis. Uh, you are a true hardcore MMA fan. And, you know, I respect that. Bubba, what have you been up to? Man, I've just been chilling, you know. Uh, I'm hoping to fight soon. That's what I want to Are you back do. in the gym? Yes. Now, are you sparring yet or no? Yeah, I Already? Today. You I fought should... last, last Friday and yeah. you're already back in the gym. Yeah, that's what happens when you don't get hit. You're allowed to go back. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, are you on medical suspension at all? Uh, they didn't give me one, no. Nothing? No. Wow. Now, after your fight, do they check you out? They check your head, do scans yeah. and stuff? Yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah. And, and what do they say? They said I look like a... I'm good. You look like you're good? <laughs> look, that cryo like helmet does wonders. Yeah, it does. Wow, okay. Yeah, does. Now, who do you want to fight next? Uh, obviously, I want to fight the champion. Daniel Strauss? Yeah, but that's not nowhere near where we're at. Nowhere near. It's one fight away. Yeah, because he's, got, he's still on injury, and then he's got to fight Weichel, and then... You know, they got to figure out who's going to come after that. So, Isn't Bellator weird? Like, they have stacked 35s, stacked 45s, 55s kind of stacked, and then there's just, like, I don't know, three guys in the heavyweight division and two guys at 205. I think there's, like, one guy at 170. They should just honestly make Bellator like the old WEC and just get rid of all the upper divisions and just make it 155 and below. I mean, there's some pretty exciting fighters up there. I mean, 205 is pretty stacked now. Who? You got Phil Daves, you got Mo Law, oh, you got point. Linton Vassell. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you still Newton. got Newton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You got okay. Tito, you got McGeary. All right, you're right. Okay, yeah. 205 is good. Rampage is bad. not too bad Rampage either. Is bad. Who's, who's at 170? You got uh, Paul Daly, Koscheck, Fernando Gonzalez, Michael Venom Page, Andrew Koreshkov, Douglas Lima, uh, yeah, Douglas Lima, Ben Henderson now, who's probably going to do two divisions. I like Koscheck. You got Brendan Ward. Koscheck is going to get killed. Oh, he's, he's going to get destroyed. If he fights Daly, it is, it's going to not go the same way as last time. But you know what? He's still a name, and it's not that bad. The, the heavyweight division for me is a little a little funky because, you know, Minikov hasn't seen a Bellator cage in, in almost, I think, two years. Yeah, those Russians like to fight over there in Russia, though. They, they yeah, but I heard Coker wants to strip them, and I'm saying, you know, you need, you need more guys at heavyweight. Like Adam said, the lower divisions, your division, 135, 155, they're stacked. 145 is probably the most... Um, enjoyable division in the organization. I mean, you guys, you could name seven to ten guys right now that you could pair up, mix and match. You could literally just give somebody like cross lines, mm-hmm. and you would have awesome. Me fights. versus anybody. I'm, I'm in. I'm in. Now, no, you uh, versus Strauss. Now you versus Strauss. Now, Get that belt. Now, now you train with Strauss. You guys ever spar yeah. together? Uh, not not spar like you know like like get it on. So you you got the best of him in sparring is what you're saying or no? No no no. We we have not got it on yet. I mean I think we, re- I think you have the advantage in wrestling, right? Yeah. Straight grappling, maybe me. him or no, you? Me. You. I mean so, grappling. What's the difference between grappling and wrestling? Well, Does grappling incorporate jujitsu. So yeah, submissions. No. I'm You've not. been in some places before in your fights where you could have gotten the submission and made your life a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah, but that's not that's not who I am. <laughs> but I'm just saying that there were times in all your fights where you had the guys back on the cage. Uh, the last fight where you had the guy, I mean, where you've been in, you've been position to finish. Yes. But it seems like you're not as confident enough in your jiu-jitsu as you are It's not that I'm not as confident. It's just that I don't care for those type of those type of win. I don't. I don't know what it is. Like, what? It, it, you don't want to win and get over with? No. There's a certain thing about you know the way you grapple and submit people that you know. To me, I rather dominate and you know punch on people and get them out there that way. I mean, obviously, I mean I've got a couple submissions, so I, I don't mind the submission, but I'm not you know looking for it. 
You know what I mean? But aren't you sometimes letting the other guy back in the fight by keeping him around? No. Really? Really. Right. I mean, in my opinion, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And you're working your game just the way you want to do and yeah. you're doing what you want to do. I'm just scratching the surface. Guys got to understand that this, you know, I have, I did no amateurs. My, you know, my third fight was my debut for Bellator. Not my third, you know, yeah, my cool. third actual fight six months after, you know, I won nationals. I was in the Bellator cage kind of thing. So, right. This is just raw natural talent, right? I now. Right. Unbelievable. I've been uh, guessing. So I've back before, guessing. so the comedy show, by the way, the Dime Bar. I had one of the most enjoyable Tuesday nights I've had because, like, the, after the com- it's a very after the the comedy, it's a very urban crowd. Yeah. See that urban crowd? Yeah. Uh, so they play hip hop. What's your what's your okay? And, um, <laughs> what's then, your definition of urban? Black. Okay. okay. So and then <laughs> and then on uh, the um, they have the music videos that match up with the DJ. Right. So, and they play all old school. Yeah. And, ah, uh, man, you forget how good these music videos were. I don't watch videos anymore. I don't even know where to watch them. Maybe oh, YouTube. videos now are terrible. But back in the day, they were playing, like, Freeway with Jay-Z and, yeah. and, uh, and you know, Route 112, you know, and with uh, Biggie. And I was, I, was, I was stoned. I got stoned with one of the uh, audience members, came to the show. Oh, of and, course. And then and I was, was eating, an urban crowd. How could was, you not? <laughs> and then I was eating mac and cheese, right. watching these videos, and I'm like, man, this is, like, the best Tuesday I've, I've had. I had a good show. You're going up on a Tuesday. Tuesday. Eating mac and a cheese and, and getting stoned, nice. which is pretty damn awesome. Nice. Uh, they will influence you, those brothers. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got stoned way before the brothers came. But the brothers came late, like you do. Speaking uh, of your comedy, I, uh, I ran into a friend of yours at the market the other day. Who? Augustino. Oh, I love that guy. He he was awesome. We were talking about that the show that night at yeah. the Haha ha and... Uh, he's a good dude. I love he's, that kid. He's a he's a really awesome guy, and and you know I still feel for him for that night because that was a little, oh yeah. Well, he, he handled it the wrong crazy. way. He he was on doing comedy, and somebody was laughing too hard, obnoxiously laughing, and he got mad at them. Which there's it's like anything else. It's like hmm. what hecklers is different types of ways you can deal with it. My favorite is rope a dope, where you you let them win the first round. You go okay, you're funny. You get the crowd back on your side doing material, and then at the end, when they're not expecting it, you just pound the shit out of them with insults. Oh, and that's nice. my favorite way of dealing with a heckler. Uh, nice. Now you have just given the hecklers your offense. Oh, it's okay. It's only one strategy so, that I have. Okay. Oh, I've seen I've seen Adam take down hecklers like you t- like you hit a double leg. Nice. Uh, he, nice. he is he's very talented at what he does. Oh, thank you, and I still think Bubba might have the best double leg uh, in MMA. Well, didn't we discuss this the other day? I would like, I would like to agree. Uh, but nice. then I would look biased. So, oh, um, by the way, speaking of which, Bubba, Adam yeah. said the other day, which I didn't bring up, if he has a kid and his kid and your kid had a wrestling uh, match, my kid would smash his said, kid. He said my his kid, kid would smash my his kid in the ground. Right my kid's gonna win. My kid would take his diaper off and smear <laughs> shit on his face. His kids all no. You dream, okay? My kid's going after you, buddy. He's just he's, even dreams looking at Adam right now. Like, don't even start with me, homie. Don't yeah, even start. Sma- he's so strong; it's ridiculous. He moved the couch the Is other day. Is he better with- than you? You think? Is he going to be better than me? Yeah. Absolutely. Really? Yeah. In wrestling? Yes. My you were son the number one person in, in high school in the country. My son will be better than me. Uh, isn't isn't that no how way. it's supposed to be, though? There what? Is wow. Isn't that how it's supposed to be? You want yeah. your kid to be, you show him the fundamentals and what they need to know. I'm going to show him what I, what I learned in college, I'll show him in middle school. I was going to ask. How to bang white chicks? Yeah, right. I, I mean, was going to ask, but when did, when did you get into wrestling? What age? When I was nine. Nine. Yeah. My dad so, died when I was nine, so I kind of uh, beat up people for a long time. He's got, what, six or seven years on you now? Yeah. Yeah, well. Awesome. Yeah, he'll, I mean, he'll be in a singlet before he's 
you know, he'll he'll know what's going on in a singlet before he's five. Well, years old. well, your yeah. wife is very attractive and very athletic, That's and right. you're very athletic. That's so, right. So, and your, your he's kids, not attractive. Uh, yeah. No, not at all. And, and, uh, <laughs> I saw him fall off the bed the other day. He did a perfect tuck and roll into a three point stance. And wow! I, I literally, I literally almost got my camera out and tried to push him off the That's bed. That's better again. than you. And the- <laughs> <laughs> I tried to push him off to do it again. That's better but. than you in like your last first round. Absolutely. Well, that, that kind of- Absolutely. He wow. he rolled onto a three point stance, and I almost. Shed a tear. I love it. I love it. I it love it. Smooth. So let's go over uh, some MMA stuff real quick. Uh, so Derek Lewis is now fighting uh, uh, the the, uh, the uh, Gabriel Gonzaga. Gabriel Gonzaga. Uh, I love Gabriel Gonzaga. Uh, the Black Beast is Derek Lewis, but I, I honestly think Gonzaga's on his way out. The one that pounds his chest. Out. He's gonna get killed. Gonzaga's I, gonna get knocked out. I like. I, I Gonzaga. see no other way. I mean, I was at Lewis's last fight. It was the Hendrick Thompson card a few weeks ago. He said a few days ago he knew that. Uh, uh, the dude was going to be out, Ruslan Magomedov, I think is his name. And he said, you know, I'm already cutting weight. I'm ready to go. I think Gonzaga's on the way out. His prime was like back UFC 74, UFC yeah. 70 when he knocked out Crow Cop. Um, yeah, the I Black think Beast Lewis is starches serious. him. I yeah. think Lewis starches him. Now, speaking of uh, the Russians, do you train with uh, Russians in Russia? Wrestling? No, I haven't. I've never been to Russia. Really? I've never been to Russia. What is it about these Dagestani wrestlers that make them so tough? The fact that it's it's their their wrestling is American basketball. You know what I'm saying? Know. And they get paid to do. I mean, I would be a millionaire in Russia because of my wrestling ability, and I have thought many a times to go over Russia, but <laughs> my pigment isn't. You know, You'd be the Black Russian. Yeah, it. it uh, my pigment doesn't allow my passport to transfer that far. But oh, <laughs> nonetheless, nonetheless. They, they start them I mean they don't have to go to school you know how we got college and we have we're brainwashed to think oh we gotta get a job we gotta do this we gotta do that that is their job that is their profession wrestling once they start I mean and they have a different style you know Russian wrestling is you know a little bit better than American wrestling because they're focusing on freestyle freestyle and freestyle we focus on freestyle we focus on Greco we focus on folk style then we think about you know wrestling in college and then we gotta go to school while we're wrestling and then studying and all they're doing this entire time while we're bullshitting with school <laughs> is wrestling. So that's what but it seems so like. Better. Also, they have like a stronger core. It just seems like they're just yeah, like just just tougher. Just I mean, they, I don't. Well, they're it, definitely tougher. They breed them tougher over there. <laughs> it's, it's their atmosphere. I mean, you can find the suburbs here. You ain't gonna find those suburbs there. It's all hood. It's all hood. It's I mean, look hood. at what age Kabi was starting over there. He was fighting bears and stuff. Exactly. They're starting to murder. It's kind of even like- though that bear was soft. <laughs> Sad. But it's like bear. they start. It's almost like Rocky Four with was Drago. Actually- They're breeding them from like birth. They're like, this is what you're gonna do, and yeah. it's like the realistic. They come yeah. in. And most of them are very good wrestlers. There's some that have transitioned into striking, like a guy like Albert Tumanov, yeah. who is just a monster in the cage, striking wrestling. It's like, what do I do? You watch even Kabalov against Pachel. He made his UFC debut. He was tossing this dude on his head. And the like, guy that knocked nothing. out Allen, too. What was the guy that knocked that out Allen? That was Tumanov. Tumanov, yeah. Yeah, that was Tumanov. So uh, now John Jones and Chuck Liddell are going at it uh, because on Twitter – because Chuck said in his prime he would have knocked out John Jones, but Jones was four years old back then, so probably true. But, but they're still saying, they're, they're, yeah, Iceman, I think you're going to lace a four year old for sure. But, but I don't know, man. But let's say they're both the same age, right? Uh, does Jones beat a, Ch- a prime Chuck Liddell versus a prime John Jones? He beats the hell out of Chuck in, in his prime. In his prime, you think so? In his prime, we're talking about a guy who beat Randy Couture. Twice, we're talking about a guy that was just fucking people up. 
Yo, how's Chuck Liddell do against athletes? Uh, screw that. How's Chuck Liddell do against black guys? Uh, now, okay. Lost, let's let's no, 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 no. Don't give me that answer. That was rhetorical. Now, let's talk about athletic black guys who are tall and also just as mean with cutting elbows. But you'd have to get inside. Who has to get inside? Jones with an elbow on the on Jones the is six foot four. Who got to get inside? But still, the elbow's halfway down the arm, man. We're talking about a prime. You guys we're, stop. We're not, you guys we're stop. talking about a prime. Right, just stop. We're talking about look. The one day Bubba's on no, time. Back, look, look. I, <laughs> I do think MMA has evolved. Jones though. will beat the brakes off of Chuck Liddell. Prime Liddell. Absolutely. What are you talking about? Prime Liddell, the guy. I mean, he beat Prime Tito. I, I disagree. Uh, twice. I, d- uh, I disagree, man. All right. Joe, Man, I, look, stop! I, I think, I think he would walk I agree through with those. You think Chuck would walk I, through? I them? think Chuck would walk through the stand up. I think getting taken down. You oh know, I think God. Chuck was one of the best defensive wrestlers, oh and he unloads that right hand. I mean, Jones has been hit he's with big too, shots, and he's he. I, I have to agree with Baba, but I like getting him mad. Listen, so um, <laughs> now we do have two uh, amateur fighters coming in right now that are here. Uh, I know them from the, from the underground, the UG, okay? These dudes, have, one guy has a fight coming up. You guys fought each other, right, at one point? All right, so uh, uh, CB, just get up for a sec. Uh, no. What? <laughs> I, I, thank you. So we have Cameron Olsen. Is here along with Sid Vicious, right? Sid. Sid Rival. Sid Rival, even better. But uh, Sid Rival, Cameron Olson, Cameron. I, 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 I'm Cameron. You're Cameron. I'm Cameron yeah. I actually nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. I, I watched some of your fights last night. I didn't know you said you're bringing in your friend. You didn't say your friend's name. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I, I, say I, mean, I was probably one of those. <laughs> yes. Uh, you've had. You're a crazy fighter, man. You uh, all action. Just throw until somebody goes down. Uh, yeah, so the way that I actually got, got my shot into MMA was through the underground. They had the Grand Prix, which was fighters that had, or people that had never, you know, had a chance to fight under the, big, the bright lights in the big show. And I had boxed, you know, for a, a good portion of my life. But I, don't, I wasn't much of a ground fighter. I wrestled, you know, on and off, never really made the team. But, you know, that chance uh, to fight under Tough Enough was a great opportunity. And it's like me, I just like to entertain, really. I'm an, I like to, you know, go out there and I'll put, you know, put myself out in, in danger to entertain. Your fights, well, you, you do keep your chin a little up. Yeah, uh, yeah. Your hands are a yes. little down. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That recipe is a <laughs> different yeah. one for MMA. <laughs> but you do, but I, I watched some of your fights. They were good. Uh, but your record's two and four. What are your record? Two and four right now. Uh, no excuses, but two two of my losses were real close decisions. The hometown guys, I you know, in my heart, I feel I won those. So, but two, four, and one no contest is my record. What, what was a no contest? What happened there? Uh, knee to the groin. I need. Uh, it's a guy that I actually previously fought. It's we the guy that I'm history. fighting next. Okay. And I, I know to, uh, need him in the diaphragm and knock the wind out of him and then the second one barely grazed him and it was 40 seconds into the first round and he you know tapped out basically but it went to a no contest because half you know half of the first round has to has to complete yeah we want so now now, where are you training now so i'm training uh currently uh i just worked with actually richard perez and mantica you know shout out to 209 uh before that i've been jumping around northern california gyms now i you know came down here to work with my friend sid and uh his gym awesome fitness and then also just getting work all over 
Cyclone MMA, you know, shout out to them. They're in Livermore. That's a real nice facility. A lot of shout outs today. Yeah. All right, so uh, <laughs> he's from the 209. Is what they do. Are you actually from Modesto? Right. From Modesto. Yes. Sir. I did a show in Modesto at Fat Cats. Nice. I did comedy yeah. there. I got I got kicked out for getting uh, for going in the girls' bathroom and making out with a chick. Um, <laughs> this is when I first moved to LA. Uh, but uh, that's so Adam Hunter. <laughs> but it was actually Modesto's favorite for famous for Gary Condit. Uh, the the guy the the guy, the the congressman who had the missing girl and then who else? Uh, so they also Lacey Peterson, Lacey right? Lacey Peterson, the missing girl. The missing girl. Right? It's this little yeah. town. A so I was missing. I was on stage yeah. and I'm a lot like, of people missing. I was on stage and I, I don't I was know like, if I'm going there. <laughs> and I actually said, I'm like, wow, I hear about you guys on the news all the time. I go, and everyone's laugh. I go, what's in the water? Uh, oh, Lacey Peterson. And then everyone's <laughs> oh, like, no. Ooh, I almost got booed off. So, so Sid Rival, you're one and one. One and one. And where are you training out of? I'm training at uh, Eric Nolan's Extreme Training Center in Bakersfield, California now. Just joined the team. Um, Dan Camarillo is our, our jiu-jitsu affiliate right now. So uh, people that know AKA, Dave is his older brother. Okay. So that's, that's where I'm getting down right now. And now you got a fight coming up? Yeah, I'm fighting April or uh, April 30th for King of the Cage out there in Vegas. Nice. And you have a fight coming up? Yeah, tough enough, March 12th. So this weekend, uh, it's Mayhem and Mesquite, so a little bit outside of Vegas. But it's a r- real good show. This will be my third Third time going to Mesquite, so now where I actually I was I had a show in Mesquite as well. Really? Yeah, yeah. I, I did a show at the, the Illusion Lounge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, um, now, uh, where can we watch this fight? So uh, it's gonna be streamed on online. I'm not exactly sure. I think it's you, you, you stream or but it's on Tough Yo, Enough's website. Yo, it's it's wonky. Tough, 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 tough enough. Tough enough with their website. streams get a little bit. Yeah, it seems weird. like almost every event it's a different uh, different Format. streaming. Now, are you gonna keep your hands up this fight or no? Uh, no. No, no promises. <laughs> we we, we no talked promises. about it this week. We were, we ran some drills, but yeah, no promises for sure. So, like, are you helping him with the fact that you fought the guy that he's fighting next? Uh yeah. I mean, knees are in order. Yeah. We so, put that in the recipe. Yeah, he's, he's an interesting guy. The you know that opponent. So I I, I have I have a lot of faith that he's going to be. And it, you know, a year and a half ago, you know, my head wasn't really in the game as as good as it was now. At that time, I was just kind of doing it. You know, kind of hopping off the couch, kind of doing it. Now I'm, oh, I'm yeah. actually kind of been there, boys. Kinda, been kinda, there. Kinda, Taking you know, a little more. Obviously, now, I, sure. I don't have the wrestling pedigree you, you have, but you know, I. I just figured I'm young. I, this is something that How I've old watched, are you? Uh, 23. Something right. I've watched since the sixth grade. And you know, before they had 135 and 25 in the UFC, I'd never. You know, I'm looking at these big guys. I could never. Uh, you know, I could just watch them. But now it's like I could aspire to actually. But you're to tough, them. man. I, I watched your fights. You are tough as hell. Even the last fight, yeah, he Dave, is. Dave Farah, <laughs> Dave, who was the commentator, who yeah. was my boss for the uh, MMA awards. Yeah, yeah. Dave was your and he was like, man, he's like Cameron, Concrete Cameron. I want to watch you fight every yeah, time. Yeah, that because was, you fight every day. I'll watch you. That was one of the you know better moments. Your nickname is Concrete. Concrete, yes, yeah, sir. Nice. Yeah. I had a I had a ninety pound pit bull named Concrete. Nice, <laughs> nice, yes. nice name. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, a great name. He was a great dog. Yeah. Recipes, Concrete. Now we're also <laughs> on this weird thread on uh, Instagram. Yes. Where it's me, you, and like ten dudes. Yeah. And every day I get pictures of these guys and the girls they're sleeping with. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, are those you guys that have those pictures? It's, uh, you know, I'm just kind of along for the ride you know a lot of those a lot of those guys are uh you know pulling game at the bars every and i you know are you pulling lots of game nah so no so i'm i'm pretty uh pretty you know focused on what i'm what i'm doing right now i'm not not out at the bar you know that was like long i got a lot of my crazy 
No, it's out. the funniest thread because the thread is like, check out the chick <laughs> I, I banged. And then yeah. like, look, look, look at this girl blowing me. Look at this. And then it's like, hey guys, I have a fight tomorrow night. And yeah, it's, yeah, that's yeah, you. Yeah. And everyone's like, good yeah, luck, yeah, kick yeah. ass. Like, and then it's back to little, like, I don't even know what you guys are talking about. Yeah. I, I must that's not get awesome. tagged. That's really? Awesome. I'm, I'm married. I'm, shout I'm out the old one at home. Shansky and all the Shannon and Garot. Yeah, I just, I work, I train, I go home. I got my own fitness business. So I don't do much. I'm domesticated these days. I'm 32, so I'm. Not like the the spring chicken over here. Now, are you guys gonna go pro or what? Uh, so yeah, I've been talking a lot with uh, Ryan Va- Von Doom, Ryan uh, Shant. What's his last name? Ryan. Uh, anyways, uh, he's a old manager. Managed, helped uh, with Shana. Heath Herring, yeah, okay, Shana yeah, Basler. Yeah. And I'm talking with him, and he said in July he's gonna set a serious uh, date. And I'm I'm trying to go international for my first fight. You know, experience maybe somewhere at one FC or Pancreas see Japan or, or something. Yeah, some, no, some no, Bubba, you're stuff. an eleven and two vet. Ah, uh, man, you make me sound old. Uh, eleven and two vet. You've been around the, deep. You've been around the block. Any advice for these two young, up and coming amateur fighters? Yes. What's that? Keep them damn hands up, Cameron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my only advice. I, I mean, I can't act like I'm. You know, a champion or anything. My only advice is just to take it serious. You know, yeah, sure. there's a times that you go into it, like you said, you go into it a little bit hurt, you go into it a little bit, uh, maybe I didn't work or train this hard or didn't, and then you're just like, you know what, fucking, I'm still gonna fight. You know, I'm mm-hmm. still gonna jump out there because that's the tough guy in us. You know, most you're not gonna find many fighters who are soft. You know right. what I mean? Are just straight pussies. You know, most of us have that since that bloodline of toughness so regardless of you know our future where we live in the present and a lot of times we're like you know i want to fight right now not even thinking about if i lose this fight that could probably put another l on my record it puts me back a year you don't think about that you think about i'm gonna fight right now and get it over with because i'm a tough guy and i'm gonna just jump out there but if you take it serious and you really you know hone in on your craft you start to be a little bit more strategic so you have any amateur fights no you had no amateur fights. I, I, I was just saying that to yeah, you. Yeah, I know, right. That's crazy. I know. I, 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 I wasn't I listening. I never went amateur. Yes. You wow. know, and, and something that also, like, I guess, I guess Nate Diaz could be a testament to it right now. I think that one of the greatest characteristics or qualities that someone can carry is the ability to recognize opportunity when it's in front of them and then mm-hmm. take it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of people sabotage them, sabotage themselves with success because it, it's scary, man, to be out there and be the one doing it. You know, it's, it's so much easier just to, to take a back seat. But, yeah. man, when that opportunity is there, you got to grab it like he's doing right now. You know, he took some fights he probably shouldn't have took, just jumped Absolutely. in there. And, and I did the have. same. My fight with him, I, I probably shouldn't have been there. You know, I did There's a lot of fighters in the game. You know? There's a lot of fighters but. in the game that have taken fights they should not have. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can go from the big names to, to, to the amateur guys. Sure. There's plenty of fighters with bad management or just bad decision making oh, yeah. or just too tough for their own good that have taken fights on short notice or mm-hmm. taken fights and have L's in their records that they should not have had. So it's finding that balance, like I said, between jumping on the opportunities that are there and, and weighing the consequence of, like you said, you could end up with another loss or, mm-hmm. you know, suffer like Connor did, man. That, that was a very. You know, the end of history. Nobody knows how long from, it was. From you know, nobody knows how long. Hey, that was a four-day notice. Nobody cares. Did right, you win? No. Did you lose? No, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So um, how's your gym doing? It's going really well, man. We just opened up February 15th, so we're kind of new to the block. But um, I used to train at a 24-hour fitness, you know, the bigger box gyms back in the day. And I just couldn't understand why they were taking all the money. You know, they didn't do all the training. 
So, so you really found your was, own spot? This is your gym? Yeah, it's my place. You, so. you got an investor? No, I just I went and got a small business loan and just found the, the facility. My wife and her, my mother-in-law run an insurance services company. So they, they have like an office and then I have a warehouse attached to it. So we just kind of run it together now. Works That's great. Well. <laughs> nice. You must so, have a hot wife. She's, she's pretty hot, man. Nice. Um, I was going to say, ironically enough, that last fight that I, when I fought him, my team bailed on me like the weekend before the fight. Like it's Thursday, I got in a car accident, and then Saturday, both of my cornermen backed out. So I taught my wife how to wrap hands on Sunday, and that's all she did from Sunday to Thursday. She sat in at the office and wrapped my mother-in-law's hands, and then she showed up to Vegas with me and cornered me. Just me and her rolled into fight Cameron. Wow! Just the so two no, of us. how did how did he win? Rear naked choke in the second. Ah. I got a little tired. Fought it off in the first. The first Those round. damn rear naked chokes, <laughs> I tell you. The first round was a lately. slug match. So they get a lot of people. Yeah. Now, yeah. How, now, I know your striking is good uh, as far as your power. You yeah. do have power. Yes. You seem to hurt people. How's your jiu-jitsu? My jiu-jitsu, you know, before obviously has been my big hole in my game. But uh, really, I've, that's all I've been working on is just staying off my back, getting up off my back, you know, Staying calm in, in dangerous positions that I'm that I'm now getting used to, and that's you know really he gets real excited obviously when he fights. You can see like the anticipation there for him that he's just go go go. So we had to really work on like tapering that back a little bit and calming down and breathing and really focusing on the moment instead of you know just the frantic pace that he gets Can't into. Can't fight emotional man. That's one yeah. of the biggest mistakes yeah, that I, I I when I I wish I did amateurs to try to channel that, that because sure. when you're in there and you're as, as i was used to wrestling and dominating when you get in there everyone around you is thinking okay he's gonna dominate so in your mind you're like okay i gotta dominate so you start you know if he gets a punch on you i don't care if it lands on your shoulder you're like oh what was that sucker? What's, what? i mean yeah. you go you just go frantic and you try to you try to kill people when you should obviously fight with a, with a technique same involved. with comedy comedy if i get emotional if i get mad at the crowd or if I get nervous, I get frustrated, it's never the same. Second. I don't guess out, but, <laughs> but you could just... Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you could just tell us it's not as funny, then I get in my head. I'm like, why didn't they laugh at that? Oh my God, well, I'm bombing. And sure. you start... It's the fucking... The roller coaster Once the starts, starts the walls spinning, man. close in on you. Yeah, That's it's like, what it feels and, like. And then an hour later, when there's no pressure, and I'm just being myself, is when I'm, I'm killing. It's just... And sure. then you're like, fuck, how come the people <laughs> didn't come to that one? You know? So I... I it's... Just getting out of your own head is the most important thing. Yeah, Same with sex. I mean, you ever have sex and like you're you're you're, you're I did having, this morning. Really, you had sex this morning? Yes, I did. No, with your wife? Yes. Good work. But sometimes you're sometimes you're. He was going to say no to that answer. I was, <laughs> was going to say on. I apologize to Cameron. He's been staying with us for about a week now. So. <laughs> oh, really? did you hear them having sex? No, no, I did not. I'm a heavy sleeper. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's that, I, it's that I, memory I, from I, I, I know. I've like watched your first two fights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, so he's um, back on. Yeah. But but the same thing goes for sex. Sometimes you ever like sometimes you just you just connected and it just things are going. Other times you're like. Am I doing good? Don't come too quick. Uh, uh, don't last longer. Make sure she orgasms. Is she faking it? Is that really? Is she loud enough? Am, 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 are, are, like, I'm married, doing bro. Good enough? You I'm married. Have- I'm at the point where I'm like, oh, I'm about to come. You better get there because <laughs> it's about to be over, dog. Really? Yep. It's about to be over, dog. Look, I'm about to tap here in another 30 seconds, so you might want to find your tapping rate. Is that what you do? I heard the 10-second clap, and we're out. Yep. <laughs> I'm just trying to yep. get to the final bell, you know what I mean? You heard that 10 seconds. Well, now, what, what's, what's the most amount of time you've ever done in one day or one night? Um... I want to say dodgeball with my wife sitting oh, over there. Oh, come on. Um, <laughs> what, what about you, Cameron? We do championship three rounds. Three or four? Yeah. You're 23 years old. Yeah. yeah. That's going to go away real quick, dude. We do championship um, rounds, bro. Yeah. What about you? I say me, 
I, I got an interesting story because me and my wife met on Instagram and then we got married 62 days later. So, wow. I mean, we were still in the honeymoon phase when we were actually on our honeymoon. Wow. And uh, so, I don't know, probably five, six times a day. Five or six times? It, it was wow. a lot at first. One time I did like three or four times. I went three times, then I, and then I had, a, I had a date that night. It was like with a different girl. And then the girl was like, hey, you want to sleep together? I'm like, we should, I'm like we, we, should, we should wait. She, 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 <laughs> and she was like, you are so sweet. She's like, I can't believe it. I'm like, yeah, we're not there yet. I'm like, meanwhile, I'm like, I can't even fucking move my dick. <laughs> but three or four times. Nice. Now, but, but Bubba, you've got to keep your wife happy. You've got to make sure she's Absolutely. Nice. Uh, there's rounds that are for me. Yeah. That I dominate the rounds, and then there's rounds that I kind of take a back seat. So they're like coasting around. You're like coast. Yeah, I coast. Yeah, there's. Right. I mean, if you want to complete the fight and you want to fight well, it's it's up and down. Now, now, like your last fight, did you ever have her like ready to go, totally out, ready to orgasm, and then you just backed off? Yeah, there's like, times I like, do like that. Like you did against Jordan Parsons. <laughs> yeah, there, second round. There's times where I could have knocked her out, and <laughs> you know, I stayed for round three. Let yeah, off the gas that's, a little. That's for sure. Okay, now let's talk about uh, <laughs> let's talk about Luke Rockhold versus Weidman. Uh, Luke Rockhold said yesterday that Chris is a lost puppy, um, uh, and now uh, he says that he's basically he, he's going to beat him worse than he did in the first. Uh, Weidman and Jones. Uh, are now teaming up. They want the belts back to New York. And uh, Luke Rockhold is saying, no way. Uh, him and Cormier are like, it's sort of like the alliance because they're uh, AKA. Yo, they should just do a two on two. <laughs> yeah. Like straight up tag team, old school WWE, one cage, four fighters, one belt. And, 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 and hey, the problem that is way. that John could probably beat all three of those dudes together. You think so? I think Who so. wins this rematch? Which I gotta one? Go with Luke. John Jones versus Cormier. Oh, oh my goodness! Come on, John Jones. John Jones. John Jones is gonna murk him. Yeah. Really? It's, murk him. It's gonna murk be, him. See, Come on, he didn't murk him the first time. He was toying with him the first time too. I, I he think, lost two out of the five rounds. I think he was beating him at his own listen, game. I think it's closer this fight because Cormier is a strategic genius in a sense. I've seen Cormier fight. I've seen him wrestle. I've known Cormier for a long time. Isn't it Cormier? But go on. Yes, Cormier. And knowing how to kill a lion Cormier. and killing a lion are yep. two different things, though. Yes, very true. Very true. Okay. Cormier. Cormier. <laughs> fucking. <laughs> All right, go on. Let's go, go with on. DC. Yeah, let's go with Daniel. Go on. <laughs> he, uh, I think he's going to close that gap. Now, I don't think he's going to win. If I was a betting man, I think he's probably the underdog. Yeah. So I would bet mm-hmm. on him. But I do think that Jones will come away with the victory, but it'll be much closer and it'll be. You know, a little bit more intense. I mean, we we're going to go down to the last round thinking, I don't know. Really? You this. think so? Yes. All five? Yes. Nah. It's going all five. Uh, CB, come here. It's going all five. It's oh, going we all have five. to get the expert opinion. Sorry, man. We, ha- we, have, we, have, we have two fighters here in the studio. Sorry, we don't get to talk that much. But go on. I don't talk that much to begin with. Good, talk, good point. What, what are you asking? Jones? Who wins? I, I, Jones gets the belt bag. How? how? Uh, Even uglier than the first time? Five round split. The first time to me was kind of boring. Yeah, sure. It, it, was, it was all it this buildup, and there wasn't that much delivery. I think Jones wins it inside of two. Okay. I am picking Cormier to win this fight. Here's why. <laughs> <laughs> that first fight, Cormier was emotional as hell. Okay? Uh-huh. I, I saw it. He was vet, pent up. He, he fought with all emotion, like, like we talked about. Both of them about. did, though. No, he didn't. Jones was relaxed. No, he with him. He, he th- Yeah, but he said this time he's going to curb it. Okay? He, he's, he, he's lost it. He's never had a chance to redeem himself in anything. Okay? When he lost to your former coach, Kale Sanderson, in the, in, the, in the NCAA Finals, he didn't get a chance to have that rematch. Okay? Mm-hmm. This is the finally he gets to redeem himself. 
Cormier is uh, a great athlete. He's got better training partners than John Jones, I think, in AKA. Uh, he's got a really, really smart team, and I don't think he makes the same mistakes twice. And he's active. We don't know how Jones is without his secret cocaine stash. We don't know how he is uh, behaving. We don't know how he is having to be loyal to his girlfriend. Okay, this all this stuff takes but a toll on you. But wouldn't you think that he was more focused now? Yeah, but like we had Kenny Florian. He said sometimes that's people, people need that advice. There are people out yeah, there, there's or, a balance I think, or maybe for Rashad sure. Evans said it. Rashad Evans said sometimes you need that, like, to be. Look at Pacquiao. When many Pacquiao was having 15 different women speeding, doing coke and meth and all kinds of shit, he was killing people. And then all of a sudden he finds Jesus. He hasn't want to fight since. Okay, so. <laughs> Sometimes you need that vice. And, and yeah, I'm exaggerating in some ways, but yeah. You know, so. <laughs> Never know in Filipino. Right? Yeah. Cameron? Uh, I, I don't know, too. Also, like, John Jones putting on all, having this time, he put on all that mass. Is we don't know, you know, if he threw away off the, the equation. The speed. Yeah. Sure. So I mean, look know. what happened to Connor. He put that weight on, and, and it so that's he was inefficient also, yeah. with his work. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. got flamed on the UG for starting a thread about that. Oh, whatever. <laughs> you know, people uh, – by, by the way, uh, right now, uh, the whole thing now is Jose Aldo is calling Connor a pussy. And, uh, and, I mean, first of all, you get knocked down in 13 seconds. Yeah, you lose your, your pussy rights. Too um, late. Too late. <laughs> too late. You, you cannot you – cannot hey, Aldo's speak. my all-time favorite fighter, and I agree. I'm just saying. But Dana is saying that, that Aldo should get the rematch. I think that's – Bullshit. I think the U. I think the rematch. I think Frankie Edgar should get the fight. Okay. Okay. Chew on this. So check it out. <laughs> what do you try to commercial? Go, go. If, any, <laughs> if anyone does deserve a rematch, it should be Aldo. Dude was was untouched for a decade. Yeah. But why is no one talking about Frankie going down to thirty five? He said he cut four pounds to fight Chad Mendes. He doesn't want to go to thirty five. But him versus Dominic is the best fight ever at that weight class. Okay, but he was a champ at fifty five. I don't think. He, who knows how much he's still a. Uh, maybe if he's walking around 149 pounds, 149 pounds. That's still he's still lean. That's only five pounds bigger than me, and I I fight at 35. He has no fat on him though. He's he has no. I feel like maybe he does it just to prove it to to himself that you know you don't need to cut weight to compete at a high level. Why should he not? I think the UFC does not want Conor losing twice. Sure, Uh, that's what I'm saying. They know he can beat Aldo. Well, Edgar's hurt right now too, so let Aldo and Conor do this thing. He's not hurt. Well, he's got the groin issue. Whatever's going on with him. Yeah. Um, let him heal up. Dom and, and your I are fighting for whatever reason they're fighting again. Yeah. Give him the fight with, with Cruz when, when he comes <sighs> back, man. Don't even talking about this. You're just, he wants to fight at, he wants to fight Conor yeah, McGregor. But, but why is no one talking about it? That's what because, I mean. Now, no do one's you think, thought about do you think, it. I think no the UFC knows that he could beat Aldo. Conor yeah. McGregor. He knows in Aldo's sure. head. He knows that, that they, don't, they don't want to lose Conor as the moneymaker. He, lose, he loses not. twice, two fights in a row. It's bad. Yep. He, yeah. he goes down to, you know... I wouldn't say Michael Bisbing status because Bisbing's huge, but you're huge in your country, but you're not the, the amazing draw that sure. you are. And I know I know Bisbing listens to our podcast. I love you, Bisbing. Okay, but I'm not I'm not putting you down. But he's not he's not going to be this 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 he god move anymore. The needle, yeah. Like, so so I think they don't they want to keep him away from Frankie Edgar as much as possible. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why we put Frankie and Dom together. But, it keeps Connor away from Bubba. I think they don't want Frankie Edgar to be a champion because of his. Personality, um, I think he becomes a champion, and then he, it's it's quiet at forty five. You think he beats Connor? Uh, I think I, he's problems for Connor. Uh, yeah, I think he's definitely problem for Connor. And if I was a betting man, and if I was biased, I would go for Edgar. M- my money's on Edgar, and that's my boy. But 
Connor's got that length. He does have a heavy, heavy left hand. Um, his movement is great. Uh, you know, everyone takes into consideration the fact that he lost a DS, how he lost a DS, but forget that whole first round where he was whipping yeah. his ass. Everyone's yeah. like, oh, he got jumped up. Listen, if he knocks CB him out in the first. he got four tattoos in that first round. <laughs> right. If he, knocks that, if he knocks DS's out, they're going to be talking about, oh, my gosh, he could go 185. No one's safe. You know yeah. what I mean? If he yeah. wins that first <laughs> round and, and, and it's, you know, but because he lost, everyone's like, well, this guy has a chance and that guy has a chance. Connor is still the Connor of first round. Yeah. Connor mm-hmm. is still the Connor who Absolutely. knocked out Aldo in 13 seconds. He's still the Connor that everyone is fearful of at 45. But he's still the Connor that lost two rounds to Mendez. Uh, I would say Edgar, who destroyed Mendez, also a better wrestler than Mendez, MMA wrestler. He's a better I think. MMA wrestler, exactly. So, you know, I think they're mm-hmm. keeping him away. Just like I think that they were thrilled that Ronda took I'm not time off. That. I'm not saying I that think Edgar they're thrilled win. about this Misha Ronda fight. Hey, how do you feel about. Giving Cyborg that fight in Brazil and letting Holly home fight her. Letting who? Home fight Cyborg on that Rio card. I don't think Cyborg can make 135. She doesn't no. have to. That's what they're saying because she's already signed to the UFC. You know what I mean? Just, but I think it's, but I think, just I, let them have a fun fight. Why not put Cyborg on that? She would move the needle. People would pay to see that. Her versus Holly at 140. Yeah, I think it's a good fight. I would I definitely go awesome. see it. Yeah. But I think the UFC is thrilled that Ronda's going to get the belt back. I think Ronda will beat Misha Tate sure. in the rematch. And now the UFC is like, yes. And I think the same, the, the same way that they're going to want Conor to be that, that amazing draw again. Uh, you lose twice in a row, it's, it's tough. It's tough. Well, it's, then he needs to go back down to 45. 45? Now, he's calling Dos Anjos a pussy. I, I don't think Dos Anjos is a pussy. Yo, for Dos Anjos pulling. was going to whoop his ass. Let's all be honest. I agree. <laughs> that was going to be That was going to be bad. <laughs> yep. Dos is pressure, the, the way that that, oh, it was going to be bad for Connor. So, uh, also, uh, to move the show along, Rashad Evans now fighting Glover Teixeira uh, instead of Rash- Shogun. Shogun bailed out. Ooh, that's a tough fight for Rashad. Uh, Glover, Wasn't this supposed to happen a while back in Brazil and they got yanked off? So Yes. I mean, Glover, uh, he, he just beat OSP and Pat Cummings. Yeah, that's a tougher fight than the Shogun fight, I believe. Yeah, I think Shogun would have been, I think Rashad would have just smoked Shogun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't the way know if Rashad he... has been looking too recently. Yeah. Like I used to be in, a really in, big fan of Rashad. I don't know if it was because he wrestled in the Big Ten and yeah. you know he's black, but <laughs> I I've I have cooled off of my Rashad. Why? Band. I don't know. I can't figure it out. But whenever they're like, "Oh, Rashad's gonna fight," it's just like, "Yeah." That's because he said you shouldn't have left American Top Team on the podcast. No, that's not. That's not. I, I never heard that until you just said that. Oh, okay. Well, now he, I'm even more pissed. <laughs> you know, no, I didn't. That's not why. I I just no. He, he no. He didn't say that you shouldn't have left. I said that he said that it would have been great for you to stay there, but he didn't say you shouldn't have left. That's the same thing. Yeah. That, is, that is. It would have been better if you stayed there, aka you shouldn't have left. Mm-hmm. But no, I, I, they're just, I've just cooled off. You know, I'm, I'm excited for him to fight again. You know, whoever he's going to fight. But it's not like, man, I got to see it like I used to be. You right. Know what I mean, and like, with a couple of his fights, where it's, you know the Jones fight, they just played patty cake the whole time, yeah. and it's like uh, Rashad is like he doesn't take many risks anymore. But right. maybe because he's you know more I think he fights down to competition. Financially, you know what I mean. Whoever he, he's like that wrestler who who defeats himself before the match. So he's he's going into the match, and this guy's a a, a returning state. Qualifier and that, and then you know your kid's tough, and he goes out there and he wrestles down to him because that guy was a state qualifier, so he wrestles bad. But he, you go up and this guy, he he's wrestling some kid who's zero and six and giving up five pins. He goes out there and ma 
calls him because he knows he's better. At the him. same time, he did beat Phil Davis, and Davis was the favorite. He knocked mm-hmm. out Chuck Liddell. Yep. Yeah. He beat Forrest Griffin. I mean, he those was, were the times where I was excited about him. Yeah, uh, I think he just uh, the whole the Ryan Bader fight was was rough to watch. Yeah, uh, yeah because it did look like a guy who could that be it? Could could that be the reason why he he. He, he, I don't know. He disappointed me, and I and I was so on him for that. I, I, I think that's what it is. I just found it. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. No problem. I think he, <laughs> this is MMA therapy. Because in that yeah. fight, it seemed like a <laughs> guy whose problems. mind was telling him what he should do, <laughs> but he couldn't execute it. And that's like the first sign of an old fighter. Which I'm not saying Rashad is taking two years off and going up against Ryan Bader is a very it's very a tall task, man. Yeah. Bader's the guy, I think, who loses the fight. So he he's the guy exactly like you, how you did mm-hmm. this, this, the wrestler, described. the guy that yeah. like. Gets in his own head, mm-hmm. uh, and that Anthony Johnson fight was that was a, one of the worst beatings I've ever seen in my life. Oh, uh, so, uh, I hope Rashad wins this fight. I really do. I'm gonna pull him for Rashad. Now, Tank Abbott is fighting on <laughs> is fighting my Dan goodness, Severin. My goodness, uh, the winner takes on Alzheimer's. Um, <laughs> Tank Abbott versus Dan Severin are fighting in two weeks at your fight. So here's the whole event. I don't know if you know about this. I have heard about it. Tank yeah, Abbott. I gave an interview the other day, and they, told, they how, broke it. How did Roy this. Jones Jr. get licensed to box? That's it, what I... Oh, he's fighting a real MMA fighter. Oh, it's a, in a boxing A guy that match, won correct? a tournament or some contest yeah, to I be thought in the that, fight. I thought he wasn't... They couldn't license him anymore, so... I mean, if, it's crazy. I don't know. I'm excited. Tank Abbott, last time I saw him, he was on his bed talking about how he could whip Ronda Rousey's ass. <laughs> yeah. It looked like he was like... His, uh... Hadn't left his bed in three years. I'm and, not sure if Tank can tie his shoes right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm not serious. With everything that happened with the Kimbo and uh, Day Day fight, you know, this is not. Are we talking about Doo Doo 2000? Yeah, yeah. With the, with the, the heart problems. This could be yeah. another Doo Doo 2000. Doo Doo 2000. I mean, it, it could. this is even even worse a recipe, you know, yeah. than that was. No, no, there's no it's, worse it's, recipe yeah, than Doo Doo. <laughs> no, listen, first of all, these <laughs> Dad Sabbath and Tank Abbott have, have been yeah, to, the, yeah. to the depths. They know, yeah, you know, they know when to the just. Yeah, they know. When to just, hey, listen, they yeah. know when to just fall out and be like, you know what? I'm done with this. Doo-Doo 2000 kept going until he almost died. He okay? almost won. He, he almost won. He came He was coming back. Yeah. Listen, it, it's, so it's, 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 it is similar. It is similar, but he, Doo-Doo 2000 never knew what it was going to be like in the third. They, they already know, so they can go ahead and, oh, he hit me in my balls. I'm going to Ken Shamrock out of this bitch, and I'm done. Yeah. You know, thank yeah. you for my check, and I'm out of here but I mean I'm are you gonna pay for this it's $11 it's $11 yeah I'm paying yeah. <laughs> I'm in we were just uh, talking about it before we headed down this morning bucks. and I was like 11 bucks take my money really and, what, yeah. and, and there's also Rey Mysterio versus Kurt Angle and, yeah, Kurt yeah. Angle. gonna wrestle hey, Kurt I'm Angle. not really looking forward to that <laughs> I mean no not at all I mean just, uh, the Roy Jones and then the Michael Bisbing Chael Sonnen grappling match should be pretty good. Is this Wait, Roy is, Jones? Is, 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 is Bisbing's nose? Isn't there a tag team? Is, is, is there a tag team? <laughs> no. Oh, no. Okay. I, I don't know it. if Bisbing's nose can make it through a grappling match. You know? Yeah. Those. Those. Uh, yeah. He was pretty. Who's he grappling? Uh, Who's Bisbing grappling? Chael. Chael might win. I think Chael's gonna I win, think Chael right? Is gonna maul him. I really. Chael think P's so. gonna way out grappling. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. Get on top. Chael P with no no weight waiter team bad guy right here for sure. Me too. I like Chael a lot. So Musasi, it's funny because he was after when he the. 
I don't want to tell the story. No, 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 no. Fuck that. that. Okay, bring so, it on. Let's hear it. So Chael called me the night before he he was getting busted for everything. Like he was getting busted for everything, and he was like kind of going. Knew it. He he was he was going through it, and he's like, Adam, what what do I do? And, and, and I, I I like knew he was on his last leg because he's calling me. Yeah. Like, like like I was in Calgary doing like the comedy cave. I'm like, dude, are there are better people to talk to than a comedian doing the comedy cave tomorrow night? So what I told him to say was. I said, Chael, here's what you do, man. You say that you know there's a drug problem in MMA, and you want to defeat it. So in order to catch a criminal, you must become one. So, <laughs> so I, said, I love it. I said, you were going to take all the steroids to figure out which ones were the worst ones. He laughed his ass off. He's like, Adam, man, I am so happy I called you. I feel so much better after this conversation. Oh, that so, is great. That I, I was, and then he didn't actually say that excuse. But tell me people wouldn't have laughed, right? Yo, I would have oh, sure. definitely took you up on that. I would definitely be like, you know what? I was trying to be as a wolf like all the wolves that were out there. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to become as one with all the Brazilians. <laughs> but I, mean, that would have been I have good. criticized I mean, your culture and now I am becoming one. You know, I would have I would have embodied that. I think I think Chell would have crushed that that whole act. People would have laughed, right? People would have laughed and then they would have been that. like, you know what? He's a smart guy. There's something to that. There's something to it. <laughs> you know, they would have been like, yeah. You know what? Maybe he was. Matter of fact, we got to do something about this drug problem. Yeah. And then everybody would have been forgot that Chell did anything. Him, yeah. yeah, they would have been all about it. Uh, yeah, Chell, you're the, you're the guy. You're the man. So Justin Bieber, uh, oh, Lord. he said he does not like Nate Diaz's fighting style and that uh, Connor stole the chip. <laughs> you know what? The moment they allow Justin Bieber to start talking about fighting styles. Or become relevant. Yeah, his comments are relevant. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Is when I got to question us as a society. (laughs) Oh, that's what it is? No, yes. Not when Donald Trump's the the front runner? Nope. (laughs) Nope. Nope. I'm questioning that, too. But I'm even more questioning our society when they let this little YouTube sensation start talking to real men. About the way they fight, and then Nate responded, "Going fuck that fool." So yeah. that was his response. It was, it was, pretty, it, was actually, a, it was a little meme of Nate slapping, bitch slapping the hat off of uh, off of Justin Bieber. Yeah. Gotcha. Little like meme. Two, three years already, going back and forth. Oh, Nate and Bieber. Yeah. Yo, so how old is Bieber right now? I don't know how old he is. Oh 20, no! Psycho's girlfriend yeah, knows exactly how old he is. She's She's like, two years after mine. That's why. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I think that was a joke. No, I don't think he really said that. No, no. Oh my gosh! Really? But yo, set that up. Bubba versus Bieber right now. Sign set it. that. Set that fight Bubba up. Bubba versus Bieber. Bubba versus Bieber. I promise Charity you. boxing. Well, I, well, I, will, no wrestling. I, I will not take him down. I promise you. You can find me five thousand dollars for every shot that I take. What about just the right hand? Just right hand. Bubba versus Bieber. Let's set that up. Put it. Nice. Put it out there. Some. Put this hashtag, on Instagram. No, I'd, I'd fight him for, for amateurs. Right Give him now. two minutes. Uh, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't make it through two minutes with an amateur. Let's do it. Well, listen, guys. We got to call. Uh, we got to call uh, Stitch, and we got to call um, Stefan Bonner. But where can we watch your fights? Where can we support you guys? Yeah. So uh, Cage Ticks has uh, all the ticket sales. You search the Tough Enough Mayhem and Mesquite event, and all ticket sales will go to me. And also, you know, just show up to the event. There's the stream on Tough Enough's website. You can go to their Facebook account and just, you know, Mayhem and Mesquite, future stars of MMA. It's the world famous uh, 
put on by, you know, started by Barry Meyer, now continued by Jeff Meyer, who are some of the best people in MMA. Awesome guys. Yeah, I'm just really happy, real excited to be a part of it. Now, are you making any money on this fight? Nope. Uh, no money. Amateurs, so you don't Amateur, get paid. just for the love and Any sponsors? I, I have uh, Lana's Egg Whites. I have uh, TXS Productions, my shirt, and also uh, Awesome Fitness. Get me a shirt, and I will, I will, I will I'll wear it. Awesome. I, will, awesome. I, will, I will 100% I will, I'll wear your shirt. Send a box. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And now, where, now, where can people watch your fight? Um, I'm fighting for King of the Cage, so they've got a MOV TV deal. And then also, I think they're doing a thing with Fight Pass and nowadays. And MAV TV. I was yeah. on uh, Man Up Stand Up on MAV TV. There you go. See, so we're going to be, be uh, I, Eskimo cousins. Or nice. <laughs> so uh, when, when, when's this date? Uh, April 30th is the, the uh, it's not going to be a live event, so it'll be taped. But April 30th is the fight. You can catch me on all of the social media at Sid Rival, S-I-D-R-I-V-A-L. Um, awesome Fitness in Bakersfield, California. Stop by and see me. Um, we're around, man. So Sid Rival, uh, I love it. And Cameron Olsen, Concrete. two guys right here. Maybe uh, you can talk to Bob about Tip of Fighter. Okay, these are the- hey, we were checking Tip of Fighter out. We were listening to the podcast the other day and actually checked out. Is that is that good for amateurs? Do they do amateur fights too? Yes. Because yes. we want to get some of our guys signed up for that. Okay, cool. And definitely, like, like I said, there's some dudes at my gym. Again, shout out to Eric Nolans. Uh, Albert Aguirre is our, our jiu-jitsu coach. And then, um, yeah, get Ryan, him on Tip of Fighter. Do you, you, you guys yeah, need we it. want to get a, a lot of our Tip team of on Fighter there, is about all, all fighters. All fighters. Exactly. It seems like an awesome all program. Fight fighters. And, and guys, when you guys, when you become the champ one day, uh, better, day. better not forget us, okay? I will not. Yeah, because MMA because we had you and no one was fucking happening, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. So you better not forget. Whenever I get my first banner, you know, there will be a spot for really? MMA, MMA roast. Oh, that's awesome. If you, you know, if you thank us after your fight and before Bubba does, I will fucking honestly because Bubba doesn't thank us after his fight. Yeah, only, so, I, I only put MMA roasted in the best spot possible on his for cock. a fight. Yeah. 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 I, I put them square in the middle of my nuts, and, and they still and they still want a podcast shout out. And, but, and he hadn't had sex in thirty days, so his nuts were huge. It was actually the biggest, <laughs> exactly. And I had a cup on, so and I'm black, so yes. I mean, that was the best spot they can put it, but. They Primo still want me to verbally, yeah. They still want me to verbally put them out there. You know, it's so. funny though, like, like you know, the stereotype is that all black guys have big dicks, but there are girls I know that have been with black guys that that love to go. That's not true. Yeah, they, they love absolutely. to tell you how how it's I not mean, true. I've been in a just lot of women are cynical. <laughs> <laughs> You've been with what? I I have known a lot of black men that are not up to par. Really? Yes. Yes. How do you absolutely. know? I mean, I'm a fighter. I'm, I'm, I've been in many locker rooms. Yeah, but sometimes the guys are growers, not... Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So some guys are growers and not showers. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I'm not studying the penis now. <laughs> all, I'm, all I'm saying is... All I'm saying is... Well, sometimes I see a brother and I'm just like, you got some white in you, don't you? No. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, your mama Asian, ain't she? Oh, man. <laughs> You're a dick. Well, listen, guys. Good luck with everything. Thank, Thank you, you so much, much for coming out here, man. Yeah, lot, man. Good, good luck with everything, guys. Keep up the good work. So, uh, you, you got some news for us? Yeah, uh, by, you know, by the get, way, uh, CB is back on the mic. Yeah, um... Bellator announced a, a good 155 fight. Uh, Derek Campos, who recently defeated Melvin Gillard by brutal knockout, yep. is facing off against the guy that wanted Melvin in the first place, Patricky Frady. Wow. Okay. Why don't you give him his real name so people know? Pitbull? Patricky Pitbull? <laughs> yeah, yeah, People know him as Pitbull. Nice. Frady, who's that guy? I like, I like Derek Campos. He, uh, I, I, was there, I watched the one where he got knocked out by Brandon Grills. That was, mm-hmm. that was, that was crazy. But Campos is good. He looked great against Gillard. No, yeah. but, but although, really but if you watch it again in slow motion, there was a headbutt in that fight that really caused the damage to Gallard. 
uh, and it looked like it might have been intentional. The there was butt. also a miss punched in that fight that caused a little damage to uh, Gallard. Which one? The, the one that missed by his ear, and he started staggering away. Yeah, but the headbutt. Honestly, <laughs> I'm telling you, that headbutt caused a lot of damage. No, I I, I saw it. You I, saw the headbutt? Yes, sir. You saw it in in, uh, in uh, slow motion. No, I did not see it in slow motion. Trust me, if you but in slow I saw motion, it there. Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. Well, no, I think that fight is a really good fight, and you know, Bellator is probably going to be very happy with. Uh, the results of people wanting to watch that one because it's going to be a good one. Bellator's got some really good fights. Uh, I like Bellator. Well, you say that like you're surprised. Well, man, you know what? You know what? Bellator's <laughs> well, actually been, I mean, got some it's, tough it's guys. It's been a roller coaster for that organization. Yeah, it has been a roller coaster. I mean, I, I, you know, but I think them signing, you know, these young great wrestlers. You know, the last three shows or the last two shows, yeah, it's three shows since they've had the Doodoo 2000 yeah. have been astronomical as far as appearances and views. Ratings and stuff, really? Yeah. Mm. yeah. There's something to their formula, I'm guessing. Yeah, you get people like, like you, you know, you give them the Coke once, they get hooked, and then next you know, they just keep coming back. <laughs> That's sweet, sweet street. Now, who wins in a, who wins in a Coke sniffing competition? John Jones or Chuck Liddell? Who do you Greg think? Wilson. <laughs> All right, so let's call Stefan Bonner right now. Is this Stefan Bonner? Yeah. How's it going? You're on the MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. I'm here with Bubba Jenkins and CB Gold. How are you, man? Good, man. Hey, does this sound like shit? It's on my Bluetooth in my car. I can shut it off. Oh, we can hear you. No, you sound great. You sound fine, man. By the way, thanks for coming to the comedy show when I saw you in Vegas. That was pretty cool. Really? Hold on. Okay, I just strapped my kid and I'm walking around. Okay. Hello? Uh, oh, I was saying, thanks for coming to the comedy show in Vegas. That was really cool that you came. Oh, thanks for having me, man. You got some skills. Oh, thanks, brother. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. So, so Stefan, man, what's what's everyday life like now for you? Um, pretty boring. I, you know, get up from like five or so, five thirty, and then day trade from like six thirty to noon, and then go do like you know, go play basketball or some faggy and. uh you know, like something puts, you know, contacts. Um, so wait, and, so, so, uh, pick my shit up from school and then go make dinner or something like that. Um, yeah. So a lot so of, pretty boring, pretty boring. Um, you know, spank it a decent amount. Nice. Well, that's good. So you, so you're spanking it, day trading, yoga and basketball. Um, Are you still training at all? I mean, dude, every time I fucking roll, like, my knees swell up, my neck hurts for a while. So, I mean, no. <laughs> yeah. No, not really. I mean, do you miss it? <laughs> I mean, what do you miss? Like, I thought I missed it. Then, you know, training for Cheeto, and I just, like, be trying to get out of bed in the morning, thinking, how the hell am I going to make it through the day? And then, you know, having 
fresh guys get sick down here and you're throwing up in a bucket on the side of the mat, you know, like every day. And I didn't miss it, you know, but like, you know, my mind flashes back to coming out of that cage after just putting out a barn burner and the freaking fans are loving you and you're covered in blood and you just feel like, oh, it's, it's the greatest feeling ever, you know, nothing compares to it. But, um, uh, you know, it's just like you're a human being. You get up around 40 and, and, you know, you slow down. And when you weren't too fast to begin with, you lose a few steps. And uh, and that's <laughs> all it takes, man. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's like the, the perfect example. So in our last fight, I went from, like, uh, being retired from 36 to 38. And, uh, and, and I kept waiting for it to come back, you know? <laughs> waiting for it to come back. And... and then you just gotta finally face it. Like it's gone. <laughs> yeah, no, I know, dude. I'm, I'm, 37. I, I, I never, I didn't have the obviously the, the athletic career that you have, but I know, just you just get older. You just like you wake up. You just... I was actually, I was just, I was just bullshitting you about spanking it, dude. I'm like at an all time low in terms of spanking it. <laughs> Seriously, I'm never. I think I've set a new record for, for like the length of time without freaking spanking it, man. <laughs> like, I'm fucking, yeah, I officially got old, you know? Like, yeah, I wish I spanked it fucking like I used to, but no. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm an old pussy, man. But but you kind of got a late start. Like, you uh, you actually started wrestling at 10 years old. How did you do in high school? and Did you wrestle in college at all? You know, I really wasn't too athletic, you know? I was really, like, tall and skinny and slow, and uh, I was a really late bloomer. So I wrestled, you know, so when I was like, like fifth grade or so when I was 10 and uh, wrestled, uh, you know, through through eighth grade. Then we got the freshman year in high school and my balls have been dropped and everyone showers in the locker room afterwards. And now I'm like a tall, skinny, baby fat, 140 pounds or so. And they were like wrestling these seniors that all fucking ripped and got hair on their chest and... And, you know, they're shorter than you, but they're just diesel. And uh, and I couldn't fucking uh, just take uh, freshman year. I quit because, you know, it's like, fuck, dude, I'm the guy in the locker room with the fucking infant weenie. And, uh, you know, baby fat getting my ass kicked by these kids in middle school that used to be fish that I used to wipe my ass with that all had puberty and they were, like, really strong. So then... Uh, I ended up coming back my junior year and wrestling junior and senior year. And I wasn't that good. Like, I almost qualified for state in the end of my senior year. But, like, I got so much better between junior and senior year. I was, like, tall, skinny, beanpole, and I trained really hard. And uh, I wrestled 160 junior year because I couldn't be the guy at 52 on weight gainers. And then lifted and trained all year round. Came back senior year at 170. Not cutting any weight. Still on weight gainers, about 6'3". And like almost went to state. Um, and we're just happy because the first match at semi state, I beat a dude who spanked me earlier in the year. And then the second match, I lost like by one point to a guy who spanked me earlier in the year. And then, um, yeah, between like that senior year in high school and freshman year in college, I kept just training really, really hard and, you know, like lifting and working out hard. And there was like uh, down at Purdue, uh, a Taekwondo club and a Jiu Jitsu club. And I would go to those. And then, uh, you know, over the summers, I'd come back home and uh, worked in the Chicago area and started going to the call the great jiu-jitsu gym um, over on LaSalle in Chicago, like, uh, you know, in the, in the late 90s. 
when I was home for the summer for Purdue, and then we have like a little Mickey Mouse club down at Purdue. And uh, like, uh, yeah, so I you know, wasn't really even good enough to wrestle in college, just a really late bloomer. And it wasn't until my junior year of college that I finally cracked the 200 pound mark, you know, and that's just from like lifting really hard and, and like eating six meals a day. I was a hardcore bodybuilder, like, uh, you know, I didn't miss a meal, like fucking protein every three hours, like 30 to 40 grams. And, um, uh, you know, didn't party much and just like work out really hard. And, and, uh, like I wanted to be huge. I wanted to be a, a monster. And I, you know, I was always wanting to learn how to fight. And, uh, and, and, uh, I love martial arts. So, you know, I did wrestling and taekwondo through high school. Like, you know, he started both when I was like, um, wrestling when I was 10, taekwondo when I was 12. And then, um, uh, college jujitsu, you know, and, um, after college, moved downtown Chicago. And now in the Carl Gracie Jiu-Jitsu gym, right next door, they had a boxing ring and a boxing coach and a boxing program. But so I got amateurs and golden gloves and Jiu-Jitsu tournaments. And, you know, growing up doing all the wrestling Taekwondo, I just saw if it was a fight promoter looking for, uh, you know, 205ers to fight. And I was like, shit, dude, now I'm, like, uh, filled out. I'm early 20s. I'm, like, 225. You know, been lifting, bodybuilding, and working out, and it was like uh, uh, you could cut the jewel five, and and voila, it was going to be a one-time thing. Like, could I do this? Could I drive the balls enough to enter this four-man tournament, the Ironheart Crown, in my backyard of Hammond, Indiana? It's where I was born, you know, and like uh, it was right down the street from my house. And once at Munster High School, it was like you know, probably 15 minutes away from the Hammond Civic Center where the fights were at. So it was like. Dude, do I really want to get my ass kicked in front of all the dudes I went to high school with, in front of, like, my family and my brothers and all their friends? Like, that motivated me to train, like, uh, incredibly hard. Because before that, you know, I just moved to downtown Chicago out of college, and I was like, yeah, I was having fun, you know? I was, like, you know, trying to get laid as much as possible and party and all that. But I'm like, dude, I wouldn't take fucking, uh, you know, this uh, uh Fighting in the next level, you know. I just want to see how good I could get. I want to keep like come and get my black belt jujitsu. I want to win the golden gloves and and I'll give that MMA thing a try. And uh, and so, you know, I'm early twenties. Let's let's uh, let's give it a little try. And uh, yeah, those first two fights at Ironheart Crown four man tournament. And it's funny, I fought a chubby Brian Abbasov in the finals. Wow. You know? And uh, um. Yeah, my second fight, you know, and it was just like 20 minutes after my first fight. Um, oh. And uh, caught him in a keychain, won it, and, uh, and that was it. I remember when I cut weight for that, I threw my plastics away because I was like, hey, it's just going to be a one-time thing, you know. I just wanted to uh, prove to myself I could do this and, uh, you know, like, uh, to see how I do. And, uh, you know, I wanted to stop both guys and they gave me a award, and next thing you know, like, the uh, promoters there asking me to be on their card and and um that's all it took man a couple more fights got to fight machida in brazil for 500 bucks 500 bucks wow yeah but it's like what i get to go to brazil for free it was like like a couple days of training real at the old carl crazy gym and then uh go to manaus it's like seven hour flight in the middle of the jungle to fight machida in jungle fight then back to Rio for like four days of fun of partying with 500 bucks in my pocket. Did you? That was like, I mean, the dollar was good back then, 2003. It was like three or four to one. So. Did you hook up with any hot Brazilians at least? Oh, are you kidding me, man? Jeez. 
500 bucks a year, you're a rock star, man. <laughs> so how many how many hot Brazilian chicks did you bang that weekend? Um, I think I averaged about four or five a day. Wow. That's pretty damn yeah. awesome. So that's awesome. Yeah, and, yeah, and a couple, uh, <laughs> you know, a couple at the same time sometimes. It was quite a trip, my friend. <laughs> that's that, that's why you can't jerk off anymore, man. You fucking, you like blew all your loads in Brazil back then. <laughs> no, I always, I always did a good job of saving up before the fight. You know, two weeks, two weeks. I didn't even go as far as to give myself blue balls before the fight. Yeah, that, that's what that's what Bubba does <laughs> as well. Now, um, now you've had so many wars, man. Oh, so many did wars. Say, did you say Bubba Jenkins? Yeah. No way, he doesn't stop football. Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> yes, sir. Thirty days. Like, I give myself thirty I, I days for the fight. I know Bubba, like when I trained uh, that wrestling um, with Paul Herrera. Like, yeah. Uh, Getting ready for Tito's fight. Yeah, dude, that's awesome, man. I didn't know anyone else who ever did that. No yep. blue balls. <laughs> yep, blue balls to my hands are red. Now, now, there, <laughs> now, now there's so many fights you had. I mean, we can go over it. But what fight do you wish you could have had back? Like you wish you could have done something different. Oh man, are you kidding me? Like Anderson Silva, dude. Like fuck. Why did I just you know? You know, I, it's hard to just forgive myself for just taking that fight. You know. Um. Yeah, yeah, that, 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 I really, you know, oh, well. No, after that fight, you tested positive for something. Did you know you were going to test positive after that fight? No, that was the thing, is, was, like, um, I was, I was retired, like, I hadn't fought in about a year, and I, I begged for, like, some big, like, you know, I begged for a couple of fights, and it was either Gustafson or Boss, and I knew how good he was. And uh, I was like, you know what? Like, fuck, dude. Um, I got a shoe-in with the UFC. Like, I got a job waiting for me with them. Like, if they're not going to give me for it, so let me coach off the fighter or something like that. That was what I was asking for. Then, like, like, fuck it, dude. Like, I got no problem hanging it up. Physically, I'm a wreck. And, uh, you know, I've had enough fights in there. And uh, so I asked, and it was like, nope. And, uh... So I, I, like, hung it up, and, you know, I stopped going to the gym. I kind of let myself go, and uh, and then, um, you know, I got hired to fucking uh, train with a heavyweight to be, like, a sparring partner. So that gave me motivation to get in shape, and, and I did, like, a, I started a cycle. I did, like, a month of a cycle, and then I, uh, you know, went to go train with this dude. It was Batista down in Florida, so I didn't bring the roots with me. So I did like a month. I trained hard, dude. I fucking stacked the masteron and testosterone, and I got strong fast, you know? And then it was at the end of those two weeks, and I've been training for six weeks. I've been off the fucking roids for uh, like two weeks, and then I get a call to fight Anderson in three weeks, and I check, and it's like a four-week detection window, and... And me, I, I, like, thought it was, like, going to be out of my system, and it was, like, this is, it's just by chance I happened to get off my ass and start training again, and then, you know, I happened to do, um, you know, all this MMA a few weeks and get off the road. It's just in time for him in the clear, and I'm going to train my ass up for a few more weeks. My cardio is going to be good, and I'm, like, going to give Anderson a run for his money, and it's going to be a rocky story. And, uh... And I believe that, you know? Right. And um, God obviously had something different in mind for him, and the shit showed up. And uh, I 
you know, I, I before that I was working for the UFC, getting like health insurance and a paycheck, and um, I had to step down from my position to take the fight, you know. And uh, so I did that, and of course, once I came back positive, they canned me, and uh, uh, it just. I mean, yes, like, part of me died, dude. Like, that's, that's like, a big part of who I was, um, you know, like, uh, being a part of the UFC. So, and, so, uh, so you were doing steroids thinking that you were retired, you're just getting in shape, and then you weren't doing steroids to prepare for Anderson Silva. Yeah, I mean, I had been off steroids for a few weeks before I got the call to, to see if I step up, hey, we, we got this uh, UFC Brazil card. The top two fights on the card um, are, are canceled because of injuries. So instead of canceling the card, um, Anderson said he'd fucking, you know, step up and fight at 205 so he doesn't have to cut weight. He's just coming off that win against Chael. And, um, like, fucking your name was thrown in the hat, and uh, we pissed you. And it was like, Holy shit, how do you say no to that, you know? Yeah, of course. It was like, holy shit, the roots will be out of my system, and I'll fucking, I just so happened, like, hey, if, like, I never did the roids, and I never started training again, and didn't put in those six weeks of training, there's no way I would have even taken the fight, you know? Right. Even though it was, like, main event, I would have got a fatty paycheck. It would have just been, like, I knew it would have been an embarrassment. And, uh, you know, it was like garbage, but, you know, he ended up catching me anyway. And, and like, the thing, you know, it really wouldn't have mattered looking back on it. But in my mind, I thought I was going to fucking give him a run. And uh, You were giving him a run. I mean, it, you were actually, you, you, you came out guns and blazing until he called you the knee. At the end point, I was working, you know. I was able to land them, and I wasn't letting them get set and get comfortable. I was flinching them. And, like, working from takedowns to, like, little dirty boxing and getting off on him. So, yeah, the game plan did feel like it was working. And then, dude, just the perfect shot, you know? I had my fucking, my my arms up, my elbows up, and he just squeezed the goalpost, man, and fucking jumped in with that knee and right the solar plexus. And uh, no matter how much heart you have, when, like, you, you get a jumping knee to the solar plexus, man, like, all you can do is curl up and, uh, try to breathe and you know i went fetal and all i was trying to do is suck uh you know get oxygen back in me and i do all i remember is it hit me in the side of the head and he said thank god you hit me in the head right now and not the body you know thank god wow that's had a rough situation when you're when you're thankful a guy's hitting you in the head well only because it (laughs) shuts your whole body down i mean getting in the head Cause his punches weren't bad. Like he he caught me with his counter right hand, his punch and everything, and right on the chin. And it was like I was so excited in the in the fight. I was like having a big boner because it was like, oh my god, I can eat these punches. Thirty seconds left. Fuck, I can do this for two more rounds. Holy shit! Like, and then fight over. Well, <laughs> hey, man, look, you took a fight against the greatest of all time. Now, did, did you watch the Bisbing Silva fight, thinking why couldn't I fight this Anderson? No, I didn't see it, but I know this comes after he broke his leg and was out, out of here and he came back. Um, he got old. He lost his step. He was, he was a slower match. You know, he wasn't the same speed in his facility. And he was fucking on the shit. He was on the gravy. Yeah. And uh, still wasn't as fast. So, I mean, it just 
gravy or no gravy, like when you get old, you get old and slow down. Now, the second time you fought Forrest, you tested positive for something. What what happened there? Uh, I, I just fought Jardine. No, let's see, Urban, um, Jardine and Rashad in like a four-month period. Like, was going to take time off and get elbow surgery. And uh, wanted, I was all about like fucking, you know, taking something that would help with like collagen synthesis and soft tissue damage and all that. And, uh, I didn't say kind of deal where, uh, um, you know, they called one made a fight for us uh, on the co main event, and I was giving me a double surgery, and then they kind of like talked me into it, and I thought the shit would be out of my system. And, well, I don't uh, understand. You get elbow surgery, you take stuff to heal faster, and then that's banned? That, that should be no, fucking. I, 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 couldn't take the, I couldn't get the surgery because, you know, I ended up uh, getting, getting, you know, didn't kind of, you know, I, I canceled it because they needed me to fight. And, you know, it, it, when, when they call you up and say, hey, Lorenzo and Dana would really appreciate it if you fucking stepped up and took this one, it, what, what could you do, dude? That's your boss that's calling on you. Now, nowadays, they have so much depth, and they're like, hey, there's no pressure, you know? Yeah, now like, you can say no. got to get surgery or something. It's cool. they got a million other guys to count on. When it's like Chuck fighting Buffalo, he already knocked him out in a minute. No one really fucking cares. We got not too much depth to the roster. So we want you to fight for it. Okay, like, like what did you say? Okay, so uh, we had a we, we having a little debate here. CB the intern thinks that Chuck Liddell would beat John Jones in his prime, uh, whereas Bubba says no fucking way. What's you fought John Jones? What's your opinion on that? The Punisher's always got a chance, you know? That's the beauty of it. The Punisher's always got a chance, you know? With that being said, Jones has fought some punchers still once, but, uh, you know, the guy with the big well, one punch has always got a shot. You know? Right. Right. Now, 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 when you fought John Jones, you were either going to fight John Jones or Tim Boach, and your manager said, fight Jones is the easier fight, right? Uh, yeah. You yeah, fired that guy, right? <laughs> you you fired him, right? <laughs> now, looking back at it, though, I mean, like, nowadays, I would rather have been in there John Jones and, uh, you know, fought his ass. Um, even though, you know, I fought the decision, it's still, like, awesome to have been in there with him. Yeah. Know? Yeah, but, I mean, at the time, like, like your manager said Tim Boach was going to be easier than John Jones? Yeah, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, how's everything going with the wife? What's that? How's the wife doing? Oh, she's doing good. Nice. Trying to figure out what I'm going to bring home for dinner. <laughs> Just pick up uh, Griffin. He's straight from school. Took him to get his hair cut. Nice. So now he's all clean cut. We're heading on home. And probably gonna pick up a sandwich. I'm thinking either Jason Sully or Jimmy John. <laughs> Jimmy John, Jimmy John. Now, dude, some of your fights, by the way, your fight with Kristoff, that was one of those, those two battles were amazing, amazing. Uh, yeah, that was, that, those were fun. Those were just slug them out, you know. Like holy crap! Like the, the second fight was awesome because you know I like, well, you know, got to stop and fight of the night and. 
you know, the first fight I got a shitty call on a that was the total clear headbutt. The referee blew the call and went down this bullshit loss. But when you watch that first fight, oh my god, did he hit me with freaking everything? Put the kitchen sink, dude. Like in the second fight, I moved my head. I was thinking, even though I had seven cuts that required stitches in that first fight, he was just keying off, dude. I could, I couldn't spell defense in that first fight. You got such a hard head, man. I mean. I mean, I, uh, so many fights. You, you fought Rashad Evans. You fought Mark Coleman. Uh, I mean, just the, the legends. You, you, you've beaten so many good guys, dude. It's a, but, it's, yeah, yeah, but that's like a double-edged sword, you know. I mean, of course, we're talking about that yesterday. Um, like, you're, you're, uh, when you get hit in the head really hard, um, uh, your body sending a message to your brain to shut down is actually a protective mechanism. So, you know, you, you don't have to continue taking the repetitive blows. And I can honestly say, not just like, uh, you know, I had 25 boxing matches, so going to Chicago Golden Glove Tournament, went down to the Golden Glove National Tournament, made it to the third round in that one, sparred with every heavyweight in the city of Chicago at Windy City Gym, including like guys like Galata and Andre Rossi and Mike Malo. And, um, and you know, considering all the, 20 times in the octagon and all the other fights I've had and been in there with guys like Machida and everything. And like, And I can honestly say no one so much has wobbled me. Ever. That's that is amazing. That's amazing. But it, but it's but it's you know what? It must be nice now to look back and think like, hey man, I've had some fucking life so far. I mean, you're only 37. You're still young, 38. But you but 38, you. But, but no, that, that does scare me. Like uh, you know, me and my wife just watched that show called Love on Showtime to Judd Apatow. Um, and uh, all of a sudden, we watched one episode. She's like, "Want to watch another episode?" I was like, "Sure." And then it says episode four aren't starting. And I'm like, "What are you doing? Start episode four? We just watched the pilot." Wow. She's like, are you, are you shitting me? We just watched episode three. We watched the first two episodes a few days ago. You don't remember that? And it was like, man, then it gets scary. Like, oh my God, am I punch drunk? You <laughs> oh know? no. Uh, well, I mean, I've hung well, out with you. You don't seem very punch drunk. Yeah, uh, I mean, you seem drunk, yeah. but not punch drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no drinking, no, no alcohol. Oh, that's good, man. That's good. Well, listen, Stefan, it was an honor to have you on the show, man. I, I I'm a huge fan. Uh, I'm, hey, yeah. What about McCorkle? Um, Let's do something with that guy. He's hilarious, right? He's really funny. Yeah. I, 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 we should like just take a camera, <laughs> shoot like a reality show, get like training him, and send this ass out on the stage and make him do little sets of stand up. And I mean, I don't know, it's got potential. He needs a reality show. That guy, I hundred percent agree. McCorkle needs a reality show. Jesus, he's so funny. Totally, man. He is so funny. Yeah. He is so funny. He, I think I think he got something there. You <laughs> Ab- know? Absolutely, CB. You have any questions for Bonner? I don't. Just been an honor to watch him through the career. Uh, I was at the Tito fight. I wanted him to win so badly. I was so pissed, and uh, just always been a fan. He's been cool to me the several times I've met him. And there, there's nobody like the American Psycho. See, I'm 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 the MMA roasted Psycho. He's the American Psycho. I'm working up towards where he is. <laughs> Bubba Jenkins, any, any, anything towards Bonner? Uh, like well, like CB said, man, he's a legend. Um, you know, being able to talk to guys like him and 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 just 
hear their stories and how they've just grinded through the life that we're trying to live now. It's just amazing. I mean, he was one of the iconic figures of MMA, and you know, he's definitely going down in the Hall of Fame of tough guys and the Hall of Fame of MMA in general and the Hall of Fame of being crazy as hell. I mean, he's he's always himself. So, Stephen, it's good so, talking to so, you. so Bubba's twenty seven years old. He's eleven and two. He's got a five fight winning streak. Do you have any advice for Bubba Jenkins? Bubba Jenkins, man. He's awesome, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Bubba <laughs> Jenkins is awesome. Talent, man. Talent, power, raw. Just run with it, dude. You're fucking awesome. Man, shit. Dude, I, I wish I was Bubba Jenkins. <laughs> <laughs> that is quite the promotion, there, Absolutely. Bubba. Absolutely, absolutely. Fucking awesome. You, you could be champ, dude. Now, now, you now, could be champ. I'm going to listen to you. Now, 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 Stefan. I don't know if you know this, but uh, uh, Tank Abbott is fighting Dan Severn next week. Um, who do you like winning that fight? That is awesome. For who? Uh, this thing called your fight. It's a four fight thing. It's Tank Abbott versus Dan Severn. It's Chael Sonnen versus Bisbing in grappling. It's Roy Jones versus an amateur fighter in boxing. And in professional wrestling, it's Kurt Angle versus Rey Mysterio Jr. It's going to be $11. It's fucking on- awesome. <laughs> it's legendary. What Are you going to watch this? I live under a rock or something. <laughs> what was that? Well, I live under the rock. How come I don't know about this? What's this? Uh, is it, what, what, where is it? What, what's it airing on? Um, I think it's. Uh, I think they're doing an internet pay per view for it. Uh, we've been talking about it for a few weeks on the podcast because it's just too hilarious to pass up on. It's eleven dollars. Uh, yeah, it's eleven dollars, and the guy fighting Roy Jones, win or lose, makes a hundred. No, no, he has to win. Oh, he has to win for the hundred grand. Yeah, if he wins, he gets a hundred oh, grand. That sucks. So my plan's right out the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's not gonna win. <laughs> he's not gonna win. <laughs> His name is Viren something. I saw, but Phillips. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's on the internet. Like 325. Absolutely not. Uh, yeah, back when I saw Tito, he came backstage and wished me good luck. It was so awesome, man. That is. Was, was, was he wearing a wig or no? No, he was bald. Didn't have the wig on, man. He was actually wearing shorts and a Hawaiian shirt that night. I was there. Really? I met him that night. He was random. He was in the audience. He was in shorts and a Hawaiian shirt with his wife. And it was just like, oh my. <laughs> him and Don Fry were both there. I'm like, can we just get this out of cage fight right now? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, gonna, I, hope, I hope you kill that cocksucker. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thanks a lot, Bonner. You're the best. All right. Thanks, guys. Take care. Take care. Jesus. That was amazing. That interview? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's the best. That was he, his whole story, like... 
just getting into it and and every little nuance of like I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that, and then Machida in Brazil for five hundred dollars. Yeah, do you know how much like even even now, not now, but a few years ago, Machida and Bonner in the UFC, they yeah. could have done that in Brazil. He would have made a hundred times that. It's crazy though. Also, it's crazy how he was taking the steroids. Thinking he was retired. Well, a hundred times and, that would only be five thousand. So he would probably no five hundred times a hundred is fifty thousand. He still would have made more money than that. Yeah. <laughs> but but it's crazy though how he took the, he was he was retired taking steroids to stay in shape and then they call him he's like well it's me out of my system and then everyone thinks oh he took steroids for the fight it's not what happened no but, but you can't explain that to people they're not no one's gonna listen and a lot of people also don't know that. Stefan went to Dana and said, you know, Bellator wants me to go beat up Tito. And Dana was like, go fucking do it. I go hope ahead. you whoop his ass. That's yeah. hilarious. I, I'm almost curious. Like, he did better with Anderson than Forrest did. But I wanted to say something like. Well, Forrest can, did awful. I mean, I, I know. I mean, so know. can we get Stefan and Forrest against Anderson in a handicap MMA fight? Like, <laughs> uh, Anderson now, I think. Like, Musasi wants him. I think Musasi wins that. I, you know what? After seeing Musasi against Latest and seeing Anderson. Even though I still argue Anderson won the Bisping fight, he knocked him out. Oh, in the that's third. Pretty, it's a good argument. He he knocked him out in the third, but him and Musasi, you know, it's kind of a no lose for Musasi. All right. If he loses, he loses to Anderson. If he wins, he, he makes beat he Anderson. Make, he makes ten times the money he's going to make. Like Bisping by wants the way, a title shot now. Uh, that interview was brought to you by Decipher. Decipher has recently raised the bar for management professional sports. The firm represents fighters assisting with contract negotiations, public relations, managing your fan base, and obtaining sponsorship. Everything you need taken care of while training for your next fight. They also, also uh, offer one-on-one mental coaching to keep you primed for success. Go to Decipher.com, D-I-Cipher.com. Also use the code ROASTED for 10% off. And tip a fighter. Okay, our girl, Andrea Lee, is fighting this week. Anybody yeah, else for Invicta yeah, yeah. with Tip a Fighter? Uh, I'm not sure. I haven't seen the roster, but I know Andrea Lee is going down. Um, Andrea and Lee. With, and, Andrea Lee. And with uh, Pitbull coming up with that fight against Campos. He's with Tip a Fighter as well? Yes, sir. And then how did you do with Tip a Fighter last weekend? I did great, man. I'm, I'm excited about the fans being educated about what's going on with Tip a Fighter. So many people are hitting me up left and right about you know using the, using the website and things like that. So we got some more development coming, and we're looking to sign more fighters. Good. Good, good. So, so fighters out there, listen, okay, it's just extra cash. That's all it is. Extra cash. You're in there anyway. Honestly, I wish there was a tip of comic. Uh, I would, uh, you could <laughs> tip me all day long. Now, we are going to call a legendary cut man right now, Stitch Duran, nice. uh, who recently was in the movie Creed. He was in uh, Rocky Balboa, and now he's in Creed. He recently got let go from the UFC because it was through the Reebok deal or something happened. Uh, there, we're going to get to the bottom of that. Uh, and see how he's doing now. But he's, he's making Creed money. So that's, uh, that's a good money to make. He's still with Invicta, though. Which is, is he really? Yeah, he's with Invicta. I think he's with WSOF as well. Hello. Hello, is this Stitch Duran? Hey, this is Adam Hunter. You're on the MMA Roasted Podcast here with Bubba Jenkins, as well as CB Gold. How are you, man? Oh, I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me on, brother. Thank you for uh, for coming on the show. You are a legend. Uh, you are the best cut man in the business, uh, probably the best of all time. Uh, and by the way, congrats on your recently movie role in Creed. You 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 killed it. Congratulations, man. Yeah, that was a that, that was kind of a nice experience for me, and uh, you know, just to be side by side with Stallone for six weeks, and you know, being able to wrap Michael. Uh, be Jordan's hands one on one every morning. Uh, it was 
you know, it's always nice to do things behind the scenes, but when you really do them with these type of characters, it was uh, it was a blessing in disguise. Now, how did that come about? You know, it, it was it, it just happens, man. You know, I uh, I was at the WBC convention uh, here in Las Vegas at Caesars, and they had like fifty world champions. It was just just a big event, right? And and uh, this one guy, Jack Reese, the referee from California, says, "Hey, man, they're trying to get a hold of you, and do you mind if I give these guys your number?" And uh, I said, "Yeah, sure, by all means." Five minutes later, I get a call, and uh, they're telling me that they want me to be part of this uh, uh, Creed movie uh, with Stallone and Michael B. Jordan and all that, and I, I jumped on it in a heartbeat, man. So the yeah. casting directors called me and made arrangements and, and uh, spent six weeks in Philadelphia. So it was just being at the right place at the right time. But from what I understand, Ryan Coogler, the director, is the one that, that was looking for me, and Andre Ward, one of the fighters that I work with, uh, told him, you know, shoot, get a hold of Stitch, man. He's the best in the business. So it's just just a lot of good karma all the way around. Now, is uh, Stallone a one-take guy, or is he a perfectionist where it's like he has to get that, like, ten different takes, or is he just a one-take guy? Nah, you know what? He's he's good at what he does, man. And, and the thing about it is, you know, I'm not an actor, Adam, by any means, but, you know, I was practicing my lines and getting nervous, but once I see Sly doing what he does, Really, it just just like you and I talking right now, it became that kind of mental thing for me. And and when we went to do our lines, a lot of them weren't even in the script. We just kind of did gym talk and and stuff that you would in you know in a regular fight, and it came out good. But he I, is a perfectionist at what he does. That is so awesome. That that, that is that is really yeah. really cool. I was I was I was really really happy. Now you also work with Klitschko, uh, Andre Ward. Who's the who's the best fighter you think you've ever worked with? Man, I've worked with a lot of great ones. You know, I, you know, Johnny Tapia. You know, I worked with him. He was just great on the natural skill. Uh, Mike McCallum. You know, the body snatcher. And this was the days of Roberto Duran and you know to, uh, Marvin Hagler, Tommy Harris. None of these guys wanted to fight Mike McCallum because he was dangerous. Uh, but when it came to techniques, he was really good at what he did. And but man, you know, I I got to give props to Andre Ward. You know, he just not the the. the prettiest, most action-filled fighter, but when it comes to, you know, being coached and doing the right techniques, this guy is pretty good at what he does. So who wins, uh, Ward no, or no, uh, been who wins, Ward or uh, Triple Andre G? Ward. Triple G or Ward? Uh, you know, I, I, I I would have to go with Andre Ward. I think, you know, technique-wise, I think he would, uh, you know, I mean, Triple G with a knockout, he definitely has that power shot, but uh, don't be surprised with Andre. You know, he, you know, he like we were, I was at Mayweather's gym the other day, and we were talking about Andre, how he could adjust. He's like a comedian. You know, he could adjust his style and his strength and, and uh, to to the, the opposition, and he's very good at doing that. Not like I say, doesn't look like a Mayweather, doesn't look like a Triple G, but, but he gets the job done. Now, was there ever a fighter where you couldn't stop their cut and then you blamed yourself afterwards? No. You know, it was funny. I, well, you know, I, I saw you at... Kevin Randall at the memorial, right? And, yeah. And at Randy's gym, there's a there's a canvas there from one of the UFCs uh, that Jay Haran fought. He fought Jonathan Goulet, and that was the bloodiest fight I ever worked in my life. You know, it's uh, Jay took a knee right in between the eyes, that big old vein that we had between our eyes, and he literally just severed that vein, and and blood just poured out like uh, like a faucet, and and both fighters had blood from the top of the head to the bottom of their feet. And, and I remember uh, Mark Ratner was a commissioner at that time, and Dr. Amaski come in, and they said, well, Stitch, can you stop it? 
I said, yeah, no problem. I can stop it. So I'm working on it, and I'm, you know, I plug it up with, I mixed up Vaseline and adrenaline, and as soon as I plugged up that cut, it, that blood went right through that Vaseline and started pouring out. And I said, oh, shit, man, this is this is one. But, uh, you know, he, he continued, you know, perhaps the next round, but it was just so bloody that, you know, I didn't, I didn't blame myself on it because you have to understand the severity of some cuts, and, and if you could, you know, you can't stop them all, but if you could control them and, and I controlled it for a while, but it got to the point where Jonathan Goulet and Jay Heron just, I mean, they had blood all over themselves. And, and there was so much blood that I got nauseated, and I never got nauseated. But, um, the God man you know, passed out. Usually, I mean, yeah, you think that? No, I was a good tap out, brother. <laughs> oh, man. Now, we got to talk about you leaving the UFC, which I thought there were two guys that I was like, these two guys are never going to leave the UFC, Burt Watson and Stitch. Uh, Burt Watson, just because he seemed like he was the he was the the energy behind it. He was the mascot. He was the guy that got everyone going. And Stitch, because you were just yeah. such a professional, so good at your job, uh, to the point where like I used to make jokes like uh, so many uh, you know UFC one fifty one even Stitch pulled out like or even Burt Watson pulled out. That, that was the joke because obviously you guys wouldn't pulled out. Meanwhile, you guys really did pull out. Uh, so what happened with you? Dana and the UFC. Wow, I mean, you know, I guess you know, me, me being a guy that used to do a radio show, maybe I'd ask you, you guys those questions, and I will down the road. But let me give you my let me give you my side of it, all right? Sure. And and uh, I mean, basically, what happened at the end of the day is is with all this stuff that was going down with the Reebok deals and the fighters were getting you know pissed and the you know nobody the fans were were hating it and and there was just so much negativity throughout the whole process that. Uh, you know, I mean, I just, that was the fighters, right? But about a year before, and people don't really, really understand, but about a year before the, uh, the attorney, the one that we, that looked over the cut man, got us off for lunch one day and, and says that, uh, you know, uh, we we're going to be losing our sponsors and, uh, would be wearing Reebok and we wouldn't be compensated. And, you know, right up to you know, at that point, that brought up a red flag. So during that process of that whole year, uh, you know, we try to meet with the staff of the UFC, and and this attorney kept telling us that there was no money in the kitty and what have you not. So, you know, so we we tried, you know, but then come the time when they wouldn't uh, let us use our sponsors, and Bloody Elbow got a hold of me, and and I did an interview, and you know, I thought I was very politically correct in stating the facts, like I just told you, is you know, I was making good money on sponsors. I mean, I had. Uh, watch companies. I had, you know, Bad Boy. I had Giants. Uh, you know, so I was making some good. Actually, I was making more money on sponsors than I was with the money that the UFC was paying me. So I needed the UFC to make my money. And uh, so anyway, I, I really stated that on the on the interview, and and it was the fans and the fighters were already pissed, but the fans it just went viral, and uh, to the point where the next day, uh, and literally the next day, I mean, it went so crazy that the next day they called me. And the quote-unquote was, they don't want you to work any more UFC events because of the uh, interview you did about Reebok. Oh, and, God. you know, and then the guy the guy that called me was is a friend of mine. They were all friends of mine. You know, I mean, I was part of the group. I was the team. I'm the one that helped put this program together with Burt Watson and Leon Paz and Don House. You know, we were the original guys. And, and uh, you know, not to get any aid, man, you know, Stitch, you know, we're going through a lot of stuff. You know, can you maybe tone it down? None of that even happened. You know, they just... And and I'm not one to kiss nobody's ass, and, uh, but but the guy that called me, I didn't want to jump on him because he felt bad, and his voice was kind of, you know, shaking as he's telling me, and and uh, 
uh, I didn't want to bust, you know, his balls. So I told him, I said, well, look, man, I appreciate it. And, you know, but do me a favor. He said, you tell Dana that I said he ain't got no balls. And he should have called me personally. Cause, you know, Dana's the one that brought me on board. And I knew Dana when we were in the gym training fighters when, you know, I mean, I'm sure all you guys have been to the point where the wife is saying, you know, you got to get a job, man, because this ain't paying the bills. Right. Well, before the UFC, Dana was in that position. And, uh, you know, but, man, I'm telling you, it, it became quite viral. And in two weeks, Adam, I did like 57 interviews from all over the world. I had camera crews coming to my house. and Wow. Uh, it was, it was. It was like the O.J. Simpson trial, man. <laughs> so then, when like, so then, when Dana says to you, then Dana says you and Stitch were never friends. Like, what, what was that about? I mean, were you guys friends? Yeah, you know what? That was, well, you know what? I, I consider you a friend. You yes. know, and and there's so many different levels of friendship. But you know, the thing about Dana is, we were in the gym training fighters, and you know, I mean, every time we'd see each other, we would a the high fives and all that shit and and everything. You know, and there's different levels of friendship, right? But but Dana is the one that brought me in. I mean, I was working a, a K1 at the Bellagio, and, and he's in the audience, and he asked me for my card, and the next day he calls and said, look, we got the UFC. Uh, you know, do you want to come on board and work with Leon Burton? I, you know, so I said, yeah. You know, and then he did. He changed my life at that point. So there was a friendship. You know, of course there was a friendship. I never went out and broke any bread with him, especially when he got up to the high levels, you know, that. He's at a, I'm at the blue collar level. He's at the white collar level. And I understand. I worked corporate America for 25 years. So I understand the, the, the status of, of people. And I didn't belong there. But nonetheless, he always, you know, showed me some kind of. Well, uh, Stitch, you belong there. I mean, I mean, you're the best at what you do. You're the best. I yeah. mean, so well, you, 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 I mean, how many people can say they're the best at what they do? Not many. I mean, if you weren't yeah, the best. I, no, I, you know. Yeah, and, that, and that's that's what the pisser is that uh, you know I get see, but I get Karen Bryant asked, and you know uh, you know Stitch ever could not Stitch would never be back, and then you know I guess because I told him you know he didn't have the balls to call me, and I get that irritated him, and, and then he comes out and says well, Stitch and I were never friends, man, and that started another firestorm, you know that uh, the fans were there to support me, and they're still supporting me, you know it's it's, it's crazy how you know when I saw you Thursday at Kevin's place. Uh, last week, you know, people are coming up to me and they're giving me the love and support. And, you know, and some of the fighters are doing it behind their breath and all that. Uh, so I, I know I didn't do nothing wrong. And, and I'm glad I did what I did, you know, just to kind of start the, the rebellion. And, and because I think that, that's just not right, you know. And, you know, when you take money away from people, especially when you help establish that program, and then you just pull that rug under uh, underneath them, it's just it's not the right thing to do. No, I'm definitely not. I mean, look, but the good news is that you're with you know, the, the best boxers in the world. You're on the best. You're with St Stallone in the fucking Oscar nominated movie. You know, you're working Invicta this weekend. You're working World Series of Fighting. You work. Are you work do you work Bellator too or no? Yeah, well, you know, I, uh, I I did the Dynamite show with Scott Coker, which was great. Uh, and Scott's in Israel. And I'll give you a little scoop on that. Scott, Scott's in Israel right now, and, and he comes back. Um, uh, at the end of this week, but uh, him and I are going to talk, you know, and, and the thing about it, I've known Scott for 30-something years because, you know, I came from the Bay Area and I had my own school of kickboxing and my fighters used to fight under Scott, Scott's cards when he was a kickboxing promoter. And so Scott and I have gone a long, long, long way, you know, and we've been friends and, we, and we've never broken bread, but we are friends, you know, that type of shit. Uh, so anyway, we've, we've talked and, uh, and, and we're going to talk again when he gets back.
Well, Scott just told us that you and him were never friends, by the way. Scott just just called us and said he doesn't. I don't don't believe that one, man. (laughs) No, I would, would, me being a Bellator fighter, this is Bubba Jing and uh, Stitch, me being a Bellator fighter would obviously love to have a legend like that, you know, protecting my cuts, you know, although I don't get cut, so, you know, it'd probably be better for you to be in the other corner, but to have a guy like Stitch in your corner is is something that helps you mentally, you know, when you're walking out and you're like, okay, I got this guy, I got that guy, oh, and I got Stitch, so if something happens, we're good to go, you know, it gives you that vote of confidence. Um, one quick story about Stitch, man, I was, when I was doing the Ultimate Fighter show uh, in Vegas with John Jones, um, you know, I was in, the, I was at a point where I was reading a lot of books, and, you know, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm interested in all these kind of books, these fighters books and things like that and uh stitch goes oh you're interested in books i was like yeah man you know any any kind you, you got a you know uh, an opinion about a book that i should read or something like that he was like oh no um I'll, I'll, i don't have any right now but i'll come back tomorrow and i'll and I'll, I'll try to give some opinions about my my you know some books that i want you to read and i was like cool so the whole night i'm thinking okay you know stitch is coming tomorrow he's gonna you know give it, he's a great mind to try to pick you know yeah. for for fighting and i'm like okay he's gonna give me some books he, gonna, he comes back tomorrow with a signed uh stitch duran book <laughs> from his own book and he was like hey bubba check this one out it's uh, I look open the thing, you know, he's got a little message to me, you know, saying, wow, read the book. I mean, it was, it was a life changing thing because I'm still, you know, at this point, still small fry, small fish in a big pond working on the show with all these big name guys. And, you know, stitches over here, handing me a book and and, and put on my name. And it was just amazing. And I read the book. Awesome book for people who haven't read Stitch's book. It's a great book, and I still got it to this day, man. I appreciate that. Nice. He gave me the book, but I can't read. Nice. There was a nice um, relationship that I had. You know, right off the bat, you you were just a good man, and and I could read people like a book, and I thought, you know what, this man is he's a good man. He has good intentions, and you know, and, and if I could give you something, and you're, you know, you're talking about that little point of confidence, you really look at the mouth of confidence to go out there and, and, and win a fight. And, you know, I feel like I've done my job, but in doing that, that was, you know, that came from my heart. I think you understand that. Absolutely, man. I appreciate that greatly. By the way, Stitch's daughter came to my comedy show last weekend. That's how I, I actually, I met your daughter. Super nice daughter. You did a really good job raising your daughter, by the way. Yeah, she's pretty good at that. And, you know, she's been in Las Vegas a lot shorter than me, but she knows a lot of the higher end guys like you, you know, and I'm um, thinking, shit, how does she do that? You know, but, but, you know, she, she is a good girl, and, and uh, she represents, you know, the family name uh, with a lot of pride, and I told her, you know, always, you know, always, always do that, and, you know, just never embarrass me, whatever you do. Now, she, she's done a good job. Now, there is a girl, though. That girl that's a cut woman, what's her name? It's uh, Shwayze Valentine. Yeah, Shwayze. Shwayze's hot. You got to put the good word in for me, man. <laughs> hey, you're on your own, brother. Don't get me in that. Okay, I'm on my <laughs> own. No, no problem. CB, you have a question? Yeah, Stitch, I asked you, uh, I tweeted you a few years ago when you were on UFC Tonight about um, who who were who was one of the guys that if you knew they were fighting, you were working the event, you knew you had to go to work. You said Loazo and Kenny Florian. Uh, if I asked you the same question today, like in, in your past, whatever you whatever time frame you like, who was one one or a couple of the guys that you knew if you were working the event, they were on the card, you better get your stuff ready. There could be some big blood coming. Yeah, that was a good point. Yeah, well, you know, obviously, uh, uh, Nate Diaz, for sure, you know, with a with a new generation of fighters. But, you know, Marcus Davis, still him in the mix, too. Joe Lawazo, you know, uh, these guys. 
because they would they would always get cut, you know. But uh, uh, you know, it's just but, you know now I expect everybody to get cut, you know, with with the volume of punches and elbows and knees and and kicks and all that that uh, that these guys are throwing and the the style of fight has got so much better. But you know, now that you're bringing that up, it's surprisingly not a, not as many guys are using elbows as they did early on in in in, in my career when I first started. Shit, you know, Ken the the Kenny Florians and the big Wazos, you know, these guys are busting up people with elbows, and you just don't see them as often as you do anymore. But uh, Nate Diaz would sit up on top for sure. Was there ever a guy where you couldn't stop their cut and you could just see in their face they really wanted to keep going and it, and it kind of broke your heart? No, you know, I've, I've, been, pretty, I've been pretty fortunate with that. You know, there's, uh, I have given fighters those extra rounds, and that always makes me feel good. But, you know, if, if uh, and, and, Keep in mind, if a, if a doctor or a referee stops a fight, there's the, the only reason why is the, the whole key word is, is when you're at a, um, a, a, a disadvantage, and that means getting blood in the eyes or the eye is closed or something like that. But, you know, for me as a cut man, if I can minimize that at least for half the round, then, you know, they're not going to stop that fight in the second half. But I remember Stephen Struth when he, I can't remember he fought, but his lip was, Shredder looked like he just got bit by a shark, right? And the doctor wants to stop the fight, but I know that that lip looks terrible, but it's not going to be a disadvantage for him. So I told the doctor, I said, look, you know, if you have a good plastic surgeon, surgeon, this guy will be fine. I'll take care of it from here to there, you know, and he let the fight continue. Stephen Street went out there and, uh, and won the fight. That's awesome. Well, listen, Stitch, it's an honor to have you on the show. I'd love to have you back. Have a great weekend, and uh, keep it, keep doing you, man. And you can send me any books that you want to send me personally. <laughs> I'll give you my address, and we'll hook up. All right. Anytime, brother. I appreciate the, uh, the invite, and let's do it again. Thanks Have so much, Stitch. All right, buddy. Take, Take care. care. All right. That was Stitch, and uh, that was our show. I want to thank our sponsors, Tip a Fighter. Listen, fighters are underpaid. It's nonsense. Bubba Jenkins. Come up with a solution where we could help the fighter out personally. We could actually tip the fighter. How cool is that? Tipafighter.com. Fighters, join the revolution. Join tipafighter.com. Also, Decipher. Okay, they offer life coaching, mental coaching, contract negotiations, and personal advising. Everything you need. Call them today at 1-888-731-COACH. That's 1-888-731-2622. Next week, I will be, no, this week, t- uh, tomorrow night, I will be in Fargo, North Dakota Good at luck. the Level 2 Comedy Club. <laughs> Level 2 Good Comedy luck. Club. You don't take coat. anything black with you. In uh, Fargo, <laughs> North Dakota. Uh, next week, I'm in Vegas. Uh, next Monday to Wednesday, shooting a TV show in Vegas. Uh, so I'm excited about that. And uh, what do you got, CB? Anything coming up? Looking forward to the Invicta fights this weekend and uh, might be going up to Mammoth next week to help my folks move from their condo to their new house. Congratulations to your parents. Yeah. Well, Uh, my mom. Your mom. Uh, Bubba, anything coming up? Yeah, those interviews should have been sponsored by Legends of the Cage only because both of those guys are historical icons in the sport of MMA. Um, When you look back years from now and you see those guys and you see those names, I mean, you can't talk MMA without even bringing up Stefan Bonner and, and Stitch. I mean, great guys to talk to, and I'm happy that we, you know, we got to do that on the podcast today. But uh, I'm going to be in the local kitchen and weight room uh, packing on pounds. No, I'm just joking. I'm, I'm actually watching my weight as we speak. And who are you calling out? Uh, all of them. 
no one's safe. No one is safe. The big 35-pounders, the small 55-pounders, once I become champion, I'm going to call out all kinds of weights. I love it. I love it. Well, thank so you, guys. All of them. Uh, None thank- of you are safe. Thank you, Sideshow Network. I uh, hope you guys have a great week. Take care. Bye.